Hey, this is Aaron Conley. I make uh, Saber Two Swordsman, and you're listening to Eleven O'Clock's Comics. <laughs> I thought for sure he was going to interrupt me. <laughs> I did. He was like a cat, right in front of No, you can talk to me. I am. Until you give me some of your orbits confirmed. I heard how to speak today. I just watched uh, Forrest Gump. Oh, dude. And I was, you like It really doesn't hold up. No, no, no. no. Like, I remember seeing it when it came out, and I, like, I was caught. Oh, I was shit. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool, and I totally didn't have a problem with him winning Best Actor, or, like, you know, and, and uh, maybe like a week ago, back when we were chilling in bed, and it was on, and we were like, oh, let's watch part. And it was like, I wanted the food. I mean, I, it was really ham-handed, but I didn't, I, I don't remember it being that ham-handed. I guess I'm just older and okay. Definitely. No, it, it's, absolutely, it's the flaws are just because when you're first watching you're like oh that's clever I like the oh they have a nice day you know and he did this and they gave Elvis the dance moves but then you're just like wow this is corny as fuck exactly yeah. besides Woody Allen plus I, I remember like tell. rooting for him with Jenny you know because I was like oh he loves Jenny so much but then I watched it this time and I'm like she's just a fucking bitch she's, like why yeah, would he ever want to have any dealings with her if a dog showed him affection he would Jenny. But actually, every time I think of Forrest Gump, I think of the fact that Vince willingly goes to Bubba Gump Shrimp in New York City to eat. <laughs> Do you know why? Not because I like He's like, play. guys, I'm going to the city. I'm not going to hang out with y'all, but me and my family are going to go to Bubba Gump Shrimp. That's for the kids. They love it. We're going to get shrimp creole, shrimp mambo, popcorn I, You know what? My eating habits are... are chastised by many, many, many people. As they should be. <laughs> and I, I don't care. It's just food. Yes, we know. Right? Totes. You know what this is just? It's just no episode. Could be. 11 o'clock comics, episode 405. <laughs> Our all X-Files episode. Am I right? No. no. Yes, no. it I is. Wish. <laughs> I wish, but it isn't. I just, I, 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 haven't, I haven't watched two episodes yet. Oh, you're killing! I can't talk about the thing. No, you can't talk I, about. I, the I thing did see the, the final thing. minute of it though, which kind of I'm guessing was a big reveal. You, the final minute of which episode? The, the first, first episode. one or the second one? Oh no! Yeah, my mine was all fun because I guess the football game ran late, so I, it, I didn't even bother recording it. And then uh, I'll just I'll, I'll watch it through the app or something. And then I did record the second episode. So so good. It's oh. yes, all X Files all the time. Eleven o'clock comics. 405, Vince B. in the house. Roswell. Truth is out there. I'm David A. Price. Yes, you are. And I am Sex Castle. No, you're not. (laughs) Mr. Caliper in the house. Keeping us in in check. Jason Wood. Oh, nice, nice. What's that? I'm glad nobody was Kanye's asshole. Oh, I'm sorry, Vince. No, 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 no. What's the name of that album? He changed it again. Is it Waves? Swizz? What's it called? I think it was Swizz. Yeah, I, I was just reading the article about his, uh, the, the, the Twitter beef and then, and then Amber shows up and then, uh, but I think it's called Waves or something. Yeah. Jason would know. He hasn't said nothing. Got no idea. Can't, can't you new album? 
No we idea. Love the Kanye. I remember that. I'm 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 way behind on the hip hop news. Damn. Well, that's Tony Fleece or somebody. What you eating? Who? You're eating something. I'm not eating a damn thing. Is your wife in the room? <laughs> Dude, come on. On the air? Yourself, I on the air. Uh, no, she is not. I'm in my, I'm have... in the media room by myself. <laughs> the media room. Which is adjacent to the yes. great room. No, it is not. You don't actually. have to. It's actually on the other side of the house, if you must know. Please, I know the floor plan. Damn. Give me a break. You don't have to count your pennies to get, um, all the comic books you ever Almost. wanted and more. You can get tons, thousands of comics at Discount Comic Book Service for a fraction of their comic. <laughs> I just learned to talk today. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. See, it's contagious. I'm sorry, Christina. For a fraction of their cover price. There is no list because we are in the void. The previews just came out today. They don't have the list of specials up. But rest assured, once they do, the discounts will be both plentiful and deep happens all the time you can set your watch by it 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 just is it's a fact of nature discount comic book has the lowest prices on comics dcbservice.com go there get your books fast plunk it in this is me plunking it into the the internet browsing device you hit the button send you order you get them whatever later delivered right to your house it, it's foolproof. It's flawless. Just do it. dcbservice.com. I'm screwed up when there's not a list. Yeah, you are. Cause I have, cause I got to ad lib and it's not pretty. Oh, I'm like myself. You're so True. pretty. You I know, right? What y'all drinking? Cause I got to thank you. Oh, suck a duck. Uh, I do. I'm drinking, uh, the grape and it is a wine called Go Figure. Huh. Uh, it's 2012 Stag's Leap. Lot 27, and uh, I've never had it before. It is uh, quite, quite delicious. It's very, very dry, which I love so much. Nice. Ah, son. No, I love that. Love that. I will have to. You, you have to. Uh, you got to send me that label. I'm going to text, you, I'm gonna text you this bottle right now, Dap. Sweet. Bro. The whole bottle? The whole bottle. Yep. It's a powerful phone. Must be an Android. Ha! <laughs> right. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because it works. See, I'm feeding you. Uh, what'd you drink, Vince? Now, here's my thank you. I have to give it up mm. to Mr. Larry Bishop. Ah, uh, yes. El Boogie. Yep. Because he went so far above and beyond for me, little old me, that I am in his debt. He sent me through the U.S. Postal Service. Now, DAP mm-hmm. can attest to the, the pitfalls uh, and trials and tribulations of the U.S. Postal Service. Mm-hmm. This man sent me a bottle glass of Coonhen Brewing Company. It is a triple rice India pale ale. And it is, that's what I'm drinking right now. It is very delicious and very hoppy. He also sent me two cans, two cans. of Hop Slam ale from uh, Bell's, which I'm going to polish off before the end of this show. And even better, he sent me a glass in which to drink it. Get out a of dog, here. A dogfish head glass. Now, again, U.S. Postal Service. I have never seen packing as impeccable as Mr. Bishop created. A nuclear bomb could hit this box and nothing would be smashed. Everything was individually wrapped. Stuff was in plastic, wrapped in paper, 
beautifully arranged in the box. It looked professional. Like he must be, he must moonlight as a professional rapper and not the kind Jason likes. Like a package rapper, boxer, shipper. Because he's awesome. So that's what I'm drinking. I got the red carpet out and I'm, I'm going down in, in fine fashion with this delicious beer. I'm going down. So thank you, Larry. That was ridiculous and, and uncalled for. And I appreciate it very much. That, that is awesome. super nice. It was. Why? I don't get it. What That's do I really do? a really good question. I know. I don't. I haven't been able to figure it out myself. Well, if you do, let us know because it's got, maybe it's got me pondering to, things. Maybe our ratings will go up then. How about that? Dude, uh, not, not that they're low. Uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> Dad, who's next? Uh, who's left? I was going to say, there's only one of us. <sighs> Just the one of us. Decided to uh, go with a red blend tonight. Nice. Great uh, Yes. This is Authentic Red from Gnarly Head. Oh, the hey. gnarls. Uh, <laughs> bold, sophisticated <laughs> with a hint of gnarly. Uh, it is, um, it's, it, the, the, according to the back of the label, it is massively juicy. Oh. <laughs> uh, intense fruit flavors and deeply concentrated. Uh, wow. I'm good. I'm good. I have to make a confession. Yeah. To one of the creators of the awesome Menage Three. Which one? If I. No. The 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 beautiful one. Yeah. Oh. Um. I just figured out the pen. Jesus Christ. Glad and I was Dap had to, Dap had to show me how to do it because I'm sh- I'm twisting it. I'm I'm looking for some kind of clicky thing and, to and get the, the and you're old the good too. Stuff you're, you're, this isn't the, this isn't a new technology with this type of pen. No, <laughs> I know. And and Dap's like, dude, turn it upside down. And I and it's now I get to see boobies nice. unveiled on my right. Yes, I'm thinking about Giselle right. is way too sweet to us. She is oh, immensely, and and far too talented. So talented. Um, but I just had a. I have to, you know, face front. So, I, I did not figure out the out the pen. When uh, when this arc with Fiona Staples uh, ends, which I think it just did, right on Archie. Yeah, I think it's oh. who's, who's doing it now, like Veronica Fish. Yeah, which who I like. Yeah, better heroes last year, so I don't want to front on that. But if Veronica moves on, I think we need to get Giselle on the book. Oh, it's a no brainer. She she was born to do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see her, um, Veronica as Vampirella? Of course. Yes. Ye, ye gods. It, it's encoded into her DNA. She said she was having so much fun with it. She did two versions. I know, yeah. right? One's on, one's on the way to me. But what's awesome is the, um, <laughs> when we were planning your, your birthday present, she had, um, I love that image. Vampirella love that. in, in a few different poses and, uh, and, and setups and after, Deciding on which one would be yours, she she was able to um, she recycled them for other Pixie Tricks covers and 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 promo pieces and whatnot. So smart. There woman. are there are other images and maybe even on the uh, the cards that we received. But uh, your your preliminary Vampirella may have um, may have been one of those. I finished volume seven. Damn. Yep. You ain't playing. It's so good. It's so so dirty. <laughs> it's deliciously dirty. Naughty, naughty. 
So uh, thank you, Giselle. Um, and now I know how to see the good stuff on my pen, Giselle. I said Giselle. Said Giselle, sure, whatever. I didn't. No, I'll agree did, with you. It's all good, right? Yeah. yeah. I know. It's just... Giselle, that's what I said. Okay. <laughs> it is cool. now. I mean, and it's since I you say can, it. You can edit it anyway. So it's no, I say it differently. Jason, I look every, foolish, and and it's all good. I say conjunctions differently every time they come. Conjunction, around. junction. What's your function? That you'll say right though. We can't talk about X Files at all, can we? No. Well, you did, here's you, what we can do. We, we can get <laughs> since you are the one of the most diehard X Files fans I've ever met. Okay. Did you enjoy it? I I didn't want to like it because I'm like, damn both of you, damn Chris Carter for making um, one good and one shitty movie. And, you know, because of that second movie, the the possibility of it ever coming back was slim to none. And um, best thing about the second movie is the last four minutes. Which was the second movie? The one with the uh, uh, hermaphrodite. Uh, it, it had no bearing on the uh the the big arc the big picture Cause i know cuz ifc was Never playing saw. them over the weekend but um like back to back and i don't know right. which order they were playing it in and i was like this one looks familiar cuz it was the one when um when 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 scully was in the arctic and and in the no the that's, the first. that's the first one, right i thought so that's the first that, one. that one was the one entertaining the and the lone gunman yes. were in the hospital yes. room and, yes. uh, the first one's very good and the budget on the first one was for you know, Fox. And these were feature films, pretty, right? They weren't like pretty, yes, Fox TV no. movies. Okay. The second one plays out like two episodes of the regular show strung together. Mm. But budget wasn't there. Um, I, I guess Carter had to coax the studio and do the whole, you know, fan write-in thing. And then he produces a story that was tepid at best. Um, okay. But like I said, the last four minutes, Mulder and Scully are in um, a little tiny rowboat and they're just sailing away. And if there w- it was never another episode of the X-Files, that four minute scene at the end of the second movie or whatever it is, three, four minutes, whatever, would be enough to placate me knowing that, you know, there, there is a hap- happily after after for these two. But now in typical X-Files fashion, you know, things ain't all that happy. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was fantastic. You can go home again. Now they, they're not making this as if it's following immediately after season nine or the last time we saw. Yes, they're calling it season ten. No, I know they're calling it season ten, but has time moved on? Yes. It, we're yes. not. We're not like the next day after the previous season. No, 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 no. Okay. Somebody that came into the picture late in the series, very late in the well, series, and was no, and was kind of like glossed over in the in the second movie things happened yes and they're both retreating from the real world for various reasons and you know skinner needs them and and because stuff is happening is miss Blake in it yep Mm. and things are uncovered and the the big conspiracy the big the big picture is fleshed out more than uh it ever was now is this pure fan service what i mean is if someone that's never watched X Files before, would they be able to follow along, or is it completely? Oh yeah, 
No. Yeah, it's completely accessible. Uh, Mulder does the rundown within the first couple minutes of the first episode. Good. That's good. This is, this is who I am. This is what happened to me. This is what happened to my sister. My name is Oliver Queen. Yeah, this is why I'm, I'm, I'm chasing after flying saucers. And then, you know, we cut to Scully and her life. And yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Um, I, I have read reviews that say, um, the acting is stilted and, and, uh, detached as if both of them don't want to be there name me in one episode of the x-files in which either of them is not stilted and detached that is true they were yeah. very stoic yeah yeah so i mean it's in it's in and when you when you learn what has happened to them over the past couple of years why wouldn't they be guarded and reserved and, mm-hmm. and, and why wouldn't they clutch onto their, their emotions because they've been through the ringer i think no it's great stuff really good and smart to run the the two episodes back to back uh, on different nights, like uh, Sunday and Monday. That was really smart. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, we'll talk about it when you see it. Well, the fact that you enjoyed it is great because I I figured I was a lower bar because I enjoyed the show very much, but I haven't. I was certainly not obsessed with it like you were, and I haven't really thought about it. But I didn't even see the second movie, so um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to to checking that out. Yeah. And even better, the the big picture. Um, mirrors a lot of what's going on in the real paranormal world <laughs> real in oh, co- yeah. in quotes right um the the theories uh that are presented to Mulder are nothing new if you're paying attention to this stuff mm-hmm. so um i i saw on the facebook one guy's like oh no they dropped the bomb they 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 they're unleashing the truth and it's like Okay, then prove it, right? You know, there's no proof for any of this stuff. So your idea of the truth is is you know, um, amorphous at best. Well, the truth is so, out there. I mean, it is, but we'll see. We'll see. We only have we only have four more episodes. There's only six, but I'm guessing there's going to be more after this. Did uh, did I of y'all uh, peep the new uh, that new show Colony by uh, by uh, Carlton Cuse? I, I was going to. I, I yeah. See that that's the thing. I was wondering if if my love of Sawyer from 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 Lost and from Intelligence would outweigh my utter dislike of laurie yeah true um and i I don't hate her in this though like i hated her in walking dead right um she annoyed me in prison break but i'm okay with her in this then i'll um i'll 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 catch it on the repeats then i'll give i like it a lot i i I like it a lot it's really it's well made it's a very high budget show i was expecting less from in terms of budget um like lots of actors are familiar faces uh, and it's cool. It's, it's, it's in a lot of ways what I hoped the V remake would have been. Ah. Remember when they made the V remake with, uh, oh, yes. Home Girl from Lost and, uh, our girl, uh, Marina Backer and all that. Um, that I thought was a very weak attempt at rec- rec- recreating a, 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 admittedly campy, but, but one of my favorite series from, from my childhood. And, uh, this is in, you know, it's not a, it's not a direct analog, but it, it's, it's not dissimilar. I mean, you're you're vaulted into an earth where uh it's pretty close to our time if not our time but in this earth um aliens had come at some prior point um not too long ago and essentially had created in a situation where they pretty much run the world now and um there's a curfew and everybody lives on very tight rations and there's a wall in between two parts of this town in California um and uh, yeah it's just it's there's a resistance and there's a, uh, and then of course there's people that work for the man, aka the aliens and the sympathizers. 
Uh, it's very, very interesting. Sawyer is a, he's the protagonist and he's, he's put into a very tenuous position in the first episode, uh, partly from his own doing, partly from the mistakes of others. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I dig it. I, all the characters so far are very, um, endearing in that I, I already care about what happens to them and I, I'm rooting for them. So, uh, yeah, I, I've, the first two episodes were definitely strong for it, in my opinion. All right. I'll give it a shot. I know that, um, I did not set, uh, I didn't bother with Lucifer and I'm wondering if I should at least give that a shot as well. It looks kind of fun. The, I've seen the previews. The, his one-liners are, are amusing. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. They're amusing. I'll probably give that a shot too. There's mommy's boycotting it. Why? The, the sponsors, because it's Lucifer. It's about, it's about Lucifer. So they're boycotting the sponsors of the show. Because, okay. because, because Lucifer's a real thing, mm. you know. So they don't want to anger him by, I don't know, it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. But anyway, hey, let's talk about some comics. Let's do it. Yes. Right. What, what, what do you have? Uh, I, I said to you guys I was going to tell you something before we recorded and said I'd save it for the show. I'm trying something new this year. I am journaling every comic I read this year. Wow, that's going to be a really mighty task well, to pull off. Well, here's the thing. I'm not I'm not making like a review. I'm just I've created a spreadsheet. I'm writing. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that's true. Um but no, I'm just it's a very simple thing. I'm just writing the date I read it, the the, the issue, the creators, just a, a, a one, one, two sentence synopsis, a rating from one to ten, and then the categories. Just so that, uh, A, I can, it'll help me better talk, know, remember what to talk about on our show, and B, hopefully we'll act as a mental cue so when it's time to do our Ocloskers and the like, I won't have to essentially recreate in my mind every single thing I read that year and see if I skipped anything or couldn't remember certain things, so. That's a good idea. It is. It is a very good idea. I, I do that. Um, in a sense, with Evernote, yep. I figured you both use the Evernote for the show, and I, I this is it's something like that. But I just I've I've tried Evernote, and I just don't stick with it. So I've decided that I'm such a spreadsheet guy that this will be easier. So I have it on Google Sheets, so I can access it from the iPad, from my phone. Like I was reading stuff on the bus home tonight, so I just was on my phone, just just logging it as I read it, and so far so good. So your way is much easier because Dap and I have to actually click into each note to see what we mm-hmm. talked about. Mm-hmm. Whereas you get an at a glance overview of everything you've read. Well, what I also do is I, um, I have notes just titled with the episode number. So right now I'm in EOC 405 and then I have, sometimes I'll copy and paste them from previous weeks if, the, if, if I didn't talk about that's something. What I do. Yeah. But yeah, so everything is, is kind of broken down there. So that's what I referred to while doing the Ocloskers. But, uh, as far as I, I don't, Every so often I try to mix it up and, and, and try to tweak it so that something will stand out or something will, um, work as far as a mental, um, or a visual yeah. note that, that, that will remind me if I like something or if, 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 you know, don't go back to it or don't even mention this. And so I'm always messing around with it because it, it is just black text on, on a white screen. Whereas with the spreadsheet, I think it's kind of easier to at least move the data around and, and, uh, you can color things in different cells. I'll, I'll, I don't know. It's, but yes, no, I mean, definitely you need to, we need to jot down what, uh, especially as we're getting older, right. but we need to at least make a note 
so we know what the hell to talk about. Do you know how I saw that problem of, of just the black text on the white? You invert it? The really good stuff, I drop a picture. Nice. I like it. Uh, uh, of the cover, because then in the, in the actual in note, the note it'll, yeah. you'll see the picture. Yeah, depending on your view, absolutely. I like that. Yeah, there you go. So there's 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 benefits to either way, but sure. you know I'm thinking I'm leaning towards his now. No, well listen, you hate spreadsheets, so you don't want to do that. I do, I do, but but you can put you, you can put uh, boxes, columns, rows. You can you you can put a chart in a, in in a note. Oh yeah, let's go well, all out. The, I mean, if the reason I'm doing this is 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 because I realized that since we don't have a script, I know shocking to people our long time listeners that we don't have a script because we're so tightly produced. We're so absolutely, <laughs> um, that's what it is. I. Uh, I there are definitely things over the course of a year, whether because we have guests or we just get into a fun tangential conversation that I've read that I meant to want to discuss. And then I just simply forget about them and, and it never comes up. Or um, similarly, especially when it comes to like the Marvel stuff, which we read a lot of, but don't talk about all of it um, with the digital. I'll often delete it once I've read it because I don't want to keep this, keep, you know, keep it all uh, stored on my iPad. And then if we go long enough, I'll kind of forget sometimes whether like which issue I left off on and have to download it again and say, Oh, oh I read this one already. So, so I, I, uh, I just figured this will keep me from having, I'm basically saying I'm getting older and forgetting shit. That's what it comes down to. Right. Right. So I don't believe it. It's true though. So what do you want to talk about? Well, there's something I want us, us to talk about. Um, but, but we can maybe do that later. Um, the, okay. the thing I want to definitely make sure I talk about tonight, and that was my intro, is uh, Sex Castle. <laughs> so this is a fascinating book on a number of levels. Um, first of all, for, for those that don't know what I'm talking about, Sex Castle is a uh, digest-sized original graphic novel by Image. And that's one of the fascinating things about it because um, this is very typical of the type of book that I would enjoy and read. But I find it, as much as Image is generally my favorite publisher, this was a book that I would have expected to see from Top ca- top Shelf or First Second or, uh, you know, uh, Fan Graphics, graphics or, uh, at, or Ad House. You know, this is a, a genuinely indie OGN that um, is not typical of Image. It really isn't. Um, but it's, I don't know if this is a new direction they're, they're trying to go into or... or the circumstances behind it, but I'm, I'm for one more than thrilled that, that, that they, they discovered this work. It's, uh, it's by Kyle Starks and Vince. Are you, are, are you familiar with it? Have you read it? No. Nope. Okay. You were sounding like you maybe. So. No, I was going to ask if it's, uh, is it chattel? Is there a sub imprint? Is it chattel line? No. It, no, it's straight up it's image. It's just straight, straight up wow. image. Yeah. So the premise is, uh, the, the, the former world's greatest assassin leaves the world of killing behind, moving to a small town only to be pulled back in. An exciting action romp in the style of classic 80s action films. And that's really what it is. The artwork is very comic strippy. Um, not dissimilar to, I would say, uh, Jeffrey Brown artwork. That's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm saying it's that kind of style. Um, and it's just, it's, it's, I don't want to put this in the, aphrodisiac category because you guys know that's one of my all-time favorite things but it's in that same vein in the sense that this is a, a something that 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 the that kyle starks is just having a ton of fun 
completely embracing the campy craziness of 80s action movies. So you're introduced to this world's greatest assassin, and he's got long blonde hair, a patch, carries nunchucks. He's essentially Snake Plissken. He's been released from prison. All we know is that he's a badass, worked for the government, and at some point ended up killing the vice president of the United States. So he pulls a Rambo and decides he's never going to kill again, and he finds a small town to go live, and he becomes a florist. But because this is this is the book, uh, he simply is drawn back into the world he's so desperately trying to avoid because the town he moves to has a local boss hog type who doesn't like him being in the area and tries to muscle him and starts messing with the few people he's befriended, and that leads to him having to take matters into his own hands. But it's just, it's so absurd. I mean, Vince, you would adore this book. I mean, this is something that Ben, that Benjamin Mara could have written. And it would just, it would, I mean, you wouldn't, if I told you Ben Mara wrote this, you would have been, oh yeah, I can see it. Um, I mean, in essence, it's just, the, the dialogue is just ridiculous, but it's like ridiculous in a, in an intentional way, right? Like, uh, let me do, I'm just trying to find a passage like, uh, uh, I'm looking at the cover now, mm-hmm. it looks a, a bit, it reminds me a bit like, uh, Avon Oming. No, it's it's much more. No, I think it's much looser than that. Okay. Much much more alive, really, if I could say. Okay. You know, I'm not a huge Avon Oming fan. Um, but uh, like for example, he's like, "Look, I really don't care about whatever weird little dick despot bullshit you have going on." Um, you know, or like he'll say, "Hold on a second. Uh, let me find something here. Hold on a second. Um, all right, hold on." He says, uh, so something happens, I won't say what, but it, which kind of puts him over the edge. And he says, well, now I have to revenge, revenge murder all you shitheads, you know, and, uh, and then like his editor says, I heard you went all limp dick on us, but I would have never believed it. And he says, come here, you little bitch. And he's like, and, uh, and so it's just, it's just craziness. And, and so one of the fun things is, as I said, this guy reminds me of Snake Plissken and Definitely. he, he, um, he was part of a league of assassins. And at some point, as with any good action movie, he, he must face his former, his former, uh, uh, mates. So he has to end up battling the, the other League of Assassins. And their names are Dutch Matrix, Spartan Cabretti, Joe Kersey, Clubber Sampson, The Old Man, Sidney Phoenix, Nico Ryback, The Damn Twins, and Thunderbutt. But, but let me, but so, but the, the awesomeness is how they're drawn. So Dutch Matrix is, is Schwarzenegger. Spartan Cabretti, want to take a guess? With that name, Spartan Cobretti. Oh, oh, Stallone. Stallone, correct. Joe Kersey is um uh a homeboy from uh what's his name? Uh, the old dude that was in all the assassin the vigilante movies. Uh Ford Apache Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson, thank you. Um Clubber Sampson. And that was and that was Paul the, Newman. The old dude. Yeah. <laughs> Ford Apache no. Bronson is Paul Newman. Oh my bad. My bad. Thank you for getting it anyway, then. Uh, Clubber Sampson is Mr. T. Right. The Old Man. Bruce Willis. Abe Bogota. Clint Eastwood. Okay. Ah. Sidney Phoenix. Sidney Poitier. Uh, Wesley Snipes. Oh, shit. Okay. Nico Uh, Ryback. Ryback? Uh, Nico. Focus on the Nico. Rico Suave. Steven Seagal. Ah. The Damn Twins are... um, or Jean-Claude Van Damme from, like, but remember in that movie he did with the twins? Uh, double Impact, yeah. yeah. And then Thunderbutt is, Hulk, Thunderbutt is Hulk Hogan. So there's oh, no Bruce Willis? No Bruce Willis. Maybe oh. in the sequel. Um, 
but yeah, it's just so it's just a it's just this crazy fun homage to eighties action flicks. So you and didn't you didn't back the Kickstarter then? No, this was a Kickstarter. Yeah. Oh, I did not. Oh, sweet. No, I had no idea this was a Kickstarter. Okay. Um, but it was just so much freaking fun. Like it just was great. And, and, um, you know, he has to go through all the different assassins when he's fighting them. And it's just so funny. Like the way that each of them act, uh, like, like the, uh, the, the Wesley Snipes guys got a giant sword and black sunglasses, like, like blade. And he's just like, get your puss ass out here so I can cut you up. And then, and he's like, I've been waiting a long time for this. And then like sex Castle looks at him. He's like, do we know each other? He's like, why are you messing with me, fool? I'm Sidney Phoenix. And then he's like, I, I can't place it. I can't place it. Like, as if, like, you know, Wesley Snipes is like the forgettable action star. You know, it's just very, very funny. So, um, yeah, super fun. Like I said, just an unexpected little gem of a book. And it's, uh, it's a small book. It's, uh, let's see here. It's a hundred and, uh, it's no page number. It's like 120 pages though around. Oh, that's not small. I'm yeah. I mean, it. yeah. Um, but yeah, props to Kyle Starks and, uh, it's just, it's, it's dope. Uh, Matt Fraction endorses it. He says it's the perfect mix of homage and comedy, action and irony. Uh, ungodly bad action movies of the 80s. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, again, if you're our age and, and you have any, any love affair for that, that period of very campy movies, um, this is a home run book. So. Are you okay? Just kidding. Fuck you. This is great. I need oh to yeah. This. No, it's, it's great, man. It's, <laughs> it's great. I mean, like I said, it's, it's, the, the, the dialogue's just absurd. It really is. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I gotta, I gotta say, you definitely, uh, you definitely gotta, gotta check this book out. It's just a super amount of fun. It, it reminds me, um, it, it's not, it, it's not oming, Vince. It, it, a lot of it reminds me of Box Brown. Yeah, Box Brown was the other guy I was gonna reference. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Can't go wrong there, right? Absolutely. So. And Vince, you'll, you'll like it. This, they go, they flash back to him being born and at, after, as he was born as a baby, they threw him into a viper pit <laughs> and he killed and he killed all the snakes. And that's when they knew he was going to be a badass. That's one tough baby. Yeah. baby. It's also <laughs> hyper violent, but in a very cartoony way. So excuse me. You're, you're excused. It's this so there you go. So pops, sex man. castle, uh, it is 1599 cover price. So let's say probably like what? Nine, nine, 10 bucks on DCB service around there. Around there yep. right? So yeah. Round, roundabout. Good deal. Yeah, Sex Castle, baby. And that name, how could you pass it That's up? That's what I'm saying. Right. That's what I'm saying. They call me Sex Castle. They do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Vince? Uh, what do I have? Yes. I have two, th- I have two things. Is it from Valiant? One of them is, yes. <laughs> Starting the year off right. <laughs> yes. And the other one is from DC. What? Yep. Is it an old DC book? Times have it is. It is an yeah, old DC okay. book. Which one do you want to hear about? Let's go with I'm going to talk about first. both. Yeah, let's go with Valiant. Oh, we'll go with the Valiant. Okay. Because this way I won't have to read it because you'll spoil it. Mm-hmm. No, not this one. <laughs> you, you stop. Uh, written by Robert Venditti. Pencils by Rafa Sandoval. Inks by Jordi Tarragona. Color art by Brian Reber and Dave Sharp. Did the letters. Now, I say Robert Venditti in the Valiant Universe. Who do you think I'm talking Exo about? Man what yes. I read Exo Man of War 39 to 42, which is the four-part Exodus arc, which takes place immediately in the wake of Dead Hand. I talked about Dead Hand before, but I know both of you weren't paying attention, so I'm going to give you a tiny little itsy-bitsy refresher course. 
police. Okay. Did. What happened in Dead Hand? Well, Dead Hand is a fallout from Armor Hunters, but we won't go that far back. The Dead Hand robot army activates its failsafe mechanism uh, and begins scouring the galaxy of life. Uh, but they're hunting for something really specific. Read the arc to find out what they're what they're searching for. But in the process of searching, um, they destroy Loam. They destroy the Vine homeworld, mm. and they continue on a path to where? Where do you think they're going after the Vine homeworld? Come on, it's not Jupiter, Earth. They're coming to Earth. They're going to destroy the Earth. So obviously, Arik, um is is in their way. He stands in their way. Uh, and thanks to the timely arrival of some friends, which I won't say, you gotta read Dead Hand, um, they managed to save the day, but it's one of those at what cost questions, because Loam is no more. Now where are all these vine refugees gonna go? What, what do they do? They don't, they're, they're, they're a race without a homeworld. And now they need somewhere to live. They can't stay in space all the time. Their resources will eventually run out and they'll die. So they need to find a planet. What do they do? Well, they follow the chosen one. They follow Exo. Um, he who has joined with the sacred Shannara armor, Arik of Dacia. They're going to Earth and they're going to follow Exo. But they didn't ask before they came. They just, they just thought it a good idea to come to Earth, right? But this puts Arik in, in a, in a precarious position, right? Because he's literally caught between two races he's the bridge right his his visigoth buddies those that he saved from slavery back on loam they're not having it the uh, exo's like okay we got to take these people in because they don't have anywhere else to go and you're going to be okay with it and they're like no we're not these are the guys that enslaved us they beat us they made us do nasty bad icky things and work really hard and and you want us to just forget about all that and and coexist no it's not going to happen um but as powerful as arik is with with the armor he's still human right born on earth um but he's bonded with an with an alien armor so like that's what i said he's the bridge he's got one one foot in 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 the vine mythology he's got one foot uh, basically on earth because that's that's where he's that's his own world, right? But they're so heated. The, the the place erupts because the Visigoths don't want them. Arik doesn't know what to do. The Kate Cap, not Kate Capshaw, uh, Colonel Capshaw, and the Gate forces surround the the uh, the uh, Vine ship. So it everything is on this tiny, thin, tenuous thread. Anything can happen, right? But there's one cool head in the crowd. And, and that's Arik's newly wedded bride, Sana. Now, now, Sana was born into slavery on loan. Keep that in mind. She's known nothing but slavery until Arik rescued her. But she's the one who urges everybody to like, hey, use your head. Do the right thing. If if you needed a savior in a situation, wouldn't you hope one, one would come? Blah blah blah. So, without Sana's counsel, I don't think Ark would be anywhere near 
the hero and leader he's become. See, that's what, to me, differentiates Exo Manowar from just another Iron Man book. Right? Okay. They, they, no, really. They, Tony Stark, we, I don't have to tell you about Tony Stark. You know the man, right? You know his, his, um, disposition, you know, uh, his, his, um, foibles and his failures and, and his successes, right? But we, we know Tony Stark. Exo Manowar is not just another guy in armor. He, he's, he, he's a savage when it starts, right? And, and he's take whisked away to a um an alien planet and he find he makes his way back home. A savage who finds a way to make his come back. He doesn't even know what space travel is. The the dude's using like Bronze Age weapons. And yet he manages to come home from an alien planet. He he and and, and not only that, he bonds with probably the most powerful weapon in in the valiant universe technology and and then he he elevates he rises to the occasion yes because of his woman in 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 large part but still there there's one um section in this book where uh one of the soldiers actually spits on his faceplate he calls him a vine sympathizer spits on exo and exo unleashes oh, the armor like no, really, like he, he lets the armor unwrap and he, he so he's standing there as Arik with his, you know, the ponytail, the man, man ponytail. And, and he says to him, you know what? If, if I was not the leader I've grown to be, you would be dead right now. You know what I mean? Like, so like, yes, he was a savage, but he's, he's evolving because of the armor. Not really because of his, his wife in large part, but just because of all his experiences. So anyway, the, the shit hits the fan. Why? Because. Uh, the, see, the vine, when they came to Earth, they warped past the defenses. So they, they, they materialized inside all the perimeter alarms. They did, they didn't go off, right? So Capshaw sends the forces up, uh, to try and cool down the, the situation. But among the forces, you have one Franklin R. Trolley, who was a pilot. And he saw action. In the Battle of Los Angeles, that's during the Armor Hunters storyline when the the stuff really went to when Ginger first. Okay, um, and and so he was decorated as a war hero, but the dude is suffering from some nasty PTSD, and he's more than a tad xenophobic. So he sees all these vine beings come streaming out of the ship, gets a glimpse of them, right, and he loses it. He just fires a missile, boom, and. Uh, but a boom, and we have uh, massive casualties. And uh, Capshaw tries to, you know, squelch the the, the situation, uh, disconnects his weapons remotely. But it doesn't really matter because the dude turns his plane into a weapon, and he does a kamikaze attack on the vine ship, brings it down. Many people dead. Not a whole lot of people happy, right? Arik's not happy. The vine, the members of the vine. Are not happy, which were waiting in in orbit. They descend, surround the place. They want retribution. But there's one dude who's really enjoying the show. He's going to use all this to his his advantage, and that is Commander Trill. Right? He does not like Exo. He hates the armor. He hates humans. And 
tipping the scales in his advantage. There are fine sleeper agents all over the place. They're called plantings. Did you guys read about the plantings? They're, they're, they look like human, but they're not. To, to, to our eyes, they'd be like, oh, it's, it's Sam from down the road, but it's not mm-hmm. Sam from down the road. Damn Sam. It's a vine, uh, sleeper agent. They have vine biology, but on the surface, they're, they're, they're humans. And, and Commander Trill, has a mole within the the gate forces and this mole is tasked with assassinating sana Shit. she she goes down arik loses it starts a war right but there's other stuff going on somebody else gets wounded and the war starts anyway so is this like the beginning of the next big thing in valiant uh, you're gonna have to read it because stuff goes down in a big, 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 big way. And I, th- I thought it, it's just in keeping with everything coming out of this company at the, at, at the moment. It just, it clicked. It's, it's, it's a four issue, really solid action movie. Hmm. Nice. Yep. And you don't really have to know a whole lot about Exo Manowar. All you gotta know is alien fleet comes to earth, ties to, to Exo. What is he gonna do? That's all you need to know. Respect. Right. Yeah. Uh, the art is not super stylized. It's not, um, I don't want to use this word, but it's not, it's not exceptional. It fulfills the task. It's, it's, I don't want to say good enough. There's a lot of words sorry, I don't want to say. Uh, Rafa Sando. Oh, right. It's good. The art's sure. good, but, but it's not like, it's not slick. It serves, it, it, it serves the story. It serves the story, but it's the, that's the thing. It's the story that really drives this. Mm-hmm. And it's, it has been the story since like maybe after the first five issues, the story has really driven Exo Manowar. And that was in keeping with the old Valiant, right? I can remember a lot of old Valiant books were thinking, damn, that was a good story, but eh, the art was okay. Not great. Sure. But you know, not, not, um, anything hyper notable. But it was good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I'm perfectly happy with the art on this thing. There, there, there was a couple panels where I felt like the uh, Sandoval kind of missed the mark in what the focus of the scene should actually be. Like when, when the Vine ship gets bombed, you can't really see the Vine ship. You see the explosions like that lessens the impact to me. If you're bombing a, a spaceship, right, I want to see the side ruptured. And people flying out of it, you know, or like bring it back home. Don't just show me a flat wall, a flat bulkhead with explosions coming off it. That doesn't do anything for me, you know, but in spite of that, the story really succeeded. I I think it's great. This is, this is a story driven company. It might be unfair since you're, since they're all your babies now, but you know, you got, you got Venditti, you got Lemire, you got Kent. Uh, who else are main writers? Dysart. Yep. Uh, Fred Van Lint. Van Lint. No. So do, do you, yeah. do you have any, do you, is there any one that you think putting, I mean, I know Matt Kent was one of your Oscar winners, but do, do you, like, do you view him as, is doing the best work or, or do you think they're all doing excellent work? Do you think there's one I, particular standout? I mean, obviously I singled out Kent mm-hmm. because I think his work is exceptional among um, among all, I'm um, even look, like Lemire's doing fantastic work mm-hmm. on blood, Bloodshot, but there's something about the cohesiveness 
of the Kent vision for Valiant. Like he's got the the what is the present of the Valiant universe and the future planned out because he's writing Rye. Yes. And that's you know four thousand. So um, no, I think I think Kent Kent is the is is driving the bus. Mm-hmm. But the other guys aren't too far. They're not back by the emergency, you know, door. They're they're pretty much up front too. But yeah, I got you have to. One guy has to excel, or woman, right? Man or woman, there has to be a leader of the pack. Sure. And I think it's it's that's cool. That wasn't a. I wanted it to be a glowing review, but I, I have to. Um, I have to be honest. The the art is utilitarian. It's not super flashy, super exceptional. Mm-hmm. It's 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 notable, but it's not note noteworthy. I guess. Well said. I don't know. Yeah. I can get with that. Yeah. Yeah. I also can get with whatever Dap read. Oh, segue. Dap uh, read. I was, well, I, I got up on a couple of things. Not a lot. I did read, um, uh, Amazing Spider-Man number six, which is the first part of the second arc of this new relaunch. Uh, the art is really, really good. Uh, who did it? Matteo Bufagni. What? Yeah. Uh, written by Dan Slott. It's, uh, like I said, it's the first part of a new storyline, uh, in, and it involves, uh, Mr. Negative is back. I like him. Yeah. I like, yeah. As is Cloak and Dagger. Oh, now we're talking. Yeah. Uh, but it, it feels like it went by kind of quick. We are, um. Now, is there any difference between, uh, our, between, uh, Cloak and Dagger that we, do we know, like, in the new universe? Are they different in any way or? They are different, but not, I'm going to tell you, not because of anything that happened in Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh. Well, do you mean that they switched powers? Cause that, that happened a while ago. Yes, that's, that, that's the big difference. Okay. Yeah. They, uh, they, they. That happened he, a long time ago. I mean, I figured. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she, her, her daggers are no longer of light. They are, uh, they are dark and, and he basically, uh, is just a blinding white light when, uh, when he opens up his cloak. But we, we, um, where the hell are we? We, it, like I said, the art is, I, I like the art. It's, it's different than, uh, than what Giuseppe was doing. There's a little bit of, um, that there's a slight, uh, Quapel feel to it, uh, not as, not as clean or, or, or as crisp, but some of the line work in the faces, uh, and then there are a few shortcuts here and there. Mm-hmm. But overall, um, it's, it's really strong looking. Uh, the, the issue, bulk of it takes place in Shanghai, uh, where Parker Industries is, is, uh, that's basically the, the, the main location. And, and Peter is hanging out with the, uh, with the mechanic, the person who is responsible for keeping the, uh, the new Spider-Mobile in tip-top shape. Uh, and Peter is helping the, the police, uh, because somebody is trying to, uh, there's, there's something happening at a, uh, at a construction site and the person 
uh, meaning the um, the the machine with the wrecking ball is uh, trying to take people out, but he's under under the influence. His 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 mind is uh, basically uh, he's got a patch on his neck, and that's controlling. His action, so Peter goes back to Parker Industries and, and tells the, uh, the, the head scientist there that this is what, uh, this is your priority. This is what you're working on now. We need to find a way to, um, we need to know why, how it does what it does, uh, to the human do what it do. body. Exactly. So, and, and then work on a counter agent. And, and this guy's like, yeah, but, um, I got, give him a cigarette. I got other shit to do. I can't, I can't just draw. Did you relate to this step? <laughs> a little bit, you know? Maybe, maybe just a little bit. Maybe just some. Like, I got shit to do. I got, you know, look it. Let me just. So he, uh, the, the scientist is like, you know, I, I, this is where my projects are. And Peter's like, you know, dude, I'm, I'm the HNIC. It's my name on the building and we are helping the police with this where this is our priority. If this will help people, our, our work isn't going anywhere. We'll still be able to work on what we're working on. That's not changing, but this will actually help people like right now. And, and, and I guess this guy just needs to really kind of understand the way things play out. But then, and, and it's kind of the end of the issue because Peter's heading back to, uh, to his office and, that's when uh Tandy and Tyrone show up and they're and they're ready to throw down with him and and before Peter can really um what what's weird wow. is there's there's a uh there's a scene where Dagger says, All right, you're 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 coming with us. Um our boss wants to see you and that wasn't a request. And Peter starts flipping around and, and he's in a he's in a suit and he's 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 jumping around the ceilings and and, and grabbing like a a um a floor lamp and she says uh he says you know since when are you so nimble and he goes well money buys me the best ninja warrior personal trainers but um so he's trying to play off how he's able to be all acrobatic but before he can really make any headway and 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 take them out and figure out why she's throwing daggers of light and uh and wh- how they're, why they're reversed, all of a sudden, uh, Mr. Negative comes in and says, um, uh, you're basically going to be at my service now. So, and that's, and, and that's the, the end of the issue. So, I mean, Spidey is here. He kind of saves a day for a hot minute, but it's basically, um, a day in the life of Peter Parker at, at Parker Industries in Shanghai. Uh, it, it, it reads kind of quick, but the art helps with that because the art does, move things along it, it it is a very it, it's it's a visually attractive issue um i was glad that that slot wrote it i know that uh he's he's been writing it but but lately there have been a lot of slot and christos gauge written issues uh this seems to be and i'm hoping that this isn't going to start as slot story and then kind of finish up with slot and gauge and, and again i don't know what it, it, it's weird Slot seems to be one of the only writers who lately, from as far as I can tell, who as he's writing a, a storyline, um, like what we see with artists sometimes where they'll have help for a few pages in the issue. Slot seems to get some help when, when finishing up a story. It's just he, he seems to be the only writer that that kind of stands out to me. He's still writing Spidey and, and I'm not sure, you know, where he ends and, and maybe 
gauge comes in, but, uh, this was, um, this was a nice change of pace from, from the first arc with the, uh, and, and, you know, nothing against Zodiac. I just, I don't know if Zodiac is, is the, is the big bad team to kick off your new relaunched flagship book. And, uh, this was, this, this kind of felt a little bit more like, aside from being in Shanghai and, and Peter in a suit and, and, uh, being a boss, this felt more like a Spider-Man issue from the pre secret wars era. I mean, he still had his, He's still talking to his web shooters because as he's trying to save people from the wrecking ball going around, he's making sure, you know, he's got his, his concrete dissolving web cartridges and his, and, and, and his nylon and he's just doing his whole sciencey and, and, and techie changey ch- changes that uh, we've been introduced to recently. But overall, I, I know there's, there's no Aunt May, there's nothing else over his head, you know, that he has to take care of something else before he can work on this and, and, and save these people, but at a loss of something else, it, 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 it was a very quick issue. Everything kind of just fell into place. Um, I mean, not conveniently, it just, it, every, every, it had a nice flow to it. So I, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed this issue. Um, and, and cloak and dagger look really cool with, with, with the whole reverse aspect of their, uh, of their powers. I, uh, I like, it. and, and my man knows how to draw a really nice, dagger i i appreciated that a lot but i dug it i i think it's uh if if you've been if you felt that the first five issues um dragged on a bit or or you were just tired of things that if there were any there were things that happened in the first five issues that made you scratch your head or 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 do a double take um this kind of i'm not saying it 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 righted the ship but it's Definitely a, uh. Step in the right direction. Thank you. Yes. It's exactly the phrase I was looking for. Mm-hmm. I bailed. Wow. No, you didn't. You didn't. Yeah, no, you did. just, you, you paused. You didn't, you did not bail. You, you. Okay. You, you're reading some value. You're doing, you know, I, I get it. Cause I'm, I'm there. I'm there. A, not necessarily with Spidey, but I am there a lot with a lot. So I'm, um, I'm, I, I, I'm there. Plenty of times. Often enough, I'll just let something sit and then I'll get back to it. And I, and I'm not, I'm not saying you're going to get back to it and be like, Oh, I don't know why I let this pile up, but it's, trust me, bro. I, I get it. Well, yeah, it's not going to pile up because five was the last issue I pre-ordered. Well, yeah, that's that fine. Was, so, that was so, from but then you're going to get, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're just going to order the trade when it comes out at a discount. Probably, yeah, probably. I'm, yeah. Quote unquote, order the trade. What's that mean? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> What are you trying to say there? I'm just saying, Richard. I was going to say, you, you're not going to. said Richard. If, if you want to read it, you can read it. It's true. If I want to. That's all I'm saying. Shit's out there. Like, just like the truth. That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. So, what I wanted us to talk about, since we're in a Marvel mode, Secret Wars number nine. Number nine. It came and went, and uh, maybe the fact that we didn't clamor to discuss it is well, location. Okay, and I think when it came out, we, we, you were not, oh, it came out after me. the beginning of the, oh, oh, oh. it's, uh, it, it came out after the first of the year, right? Yes. Alright, so New Year's Eve, we, we, we had the, the issue right before, we, we had our episode before New Year's, scheduling was a little screwed up, so we weren't a full house that, but that's alright, cause it wasn't out then. The, uh, 
issue, episode 401 or something. I, I think it came out. I don't remember if we recorded a day early. We, we recorded before it came out. Then we had the O'Claskers. So we really haven't had a chance to talk. We haven't all been here to talk about it in the past couple of weeks, just based on schedules. Right. But yes, I mean, it, it, it is unfortunate that, you know, Marvel's huge event of 2015 wrapped up in 2016 and we did not talk about it when, when it, when it came out, especially after we were loving and talking up the first few issues and a lot of the limited series tie-ins. Um, but yes, it, it finally, came out it was the story that uh that, were you satisfied so i'm gonna be a bit of a hypocrite here okay uh i have said many times that i would prefer a story to be done right than to be beholden by a schedule mm-hmm. and i still stick with that generally but i think in the, in the case of an event where we're already so far behind the curtain, like we see how the sausage is made, that we already understand going into an event that it's really a transition to the next status quo. So in this case, my enjoyment was definitely hindered by the fact that we got the conclusion of this event that Hickman had been building to for five years, many months after we were already introduced to the new status quo. And I'm not suggesting that any everybody else that read it should feel that way. If you didn't hold that against it, more power to you. I'm just saying that for me, it read like an Elseworlds tale or a what if instead of what it should have been, which is the end of a major part of the Marvel Universe and a reset. You know what I mean? Like so so did I did it satisfy me? Um Yes, in that the typical event is hugely disappointing, like in general, right? Like most events start off with a bang and then generally end with a whimper. Right. I think this ended in a more cohesive, cogent, meaningful note. But but at the end of the day, it didn't feel all that special in that, like, you know, we had Jonathan on last year and we talked to him at length about his process and uh he's probably amongst all the current writers one of the most meticulous and especially when it comes to a long form story. And when I think about the complexities and the nuances of his Fantastic Four run and then the the what many perceive to be very slow build of his Avengers run, I mean this was by design, by his admission and Marvel's admission, supposed to be the culmination, you know, the, the exclamation point on that entire multi-year narrative. And I guess technically it was, but at the end of the day, it was a Reed versus Victor battle or Reed won because he always wins. And it was kind of like a MacGuffin and that we're just back to a new normal. And the MacGuffin is that the books we're about to read, some are going to be what we remember, some are not going to be, are going to be different. But that's all part of this because they've created a whole bunch of new universes and a new status quo. And so I can't like question it because that's kind of the, I guess we, we have to assume that's what we were getting into in the first place because ultimately it's about playing with the pieces and then putting them back in place for the next person. Um, 
but I felt like it ended on more of a whimper than I was hoping for. Like, I don't have a huge criticism of the way he wrapped it up. Like, I didn't have a lot of huge flaws in it. Like, it was, it wrapped up in the way that it was being teased the entire time. But, you know, I, uh, I, I didn't have any of those wow moments. I didn't have any really surprise twists, per se, except maybe the, the Black Panther Wakanda stuff. <laughs> right. Like, that was kind of cool. Like, that was Hickmask to me. Um, but even that was left a little nebulous. I mean, um, I'd be curious if you guys read that the same way I did, because it's not like it was explicit, but, uh, but yeah, so I don't know, I guess I'd put it like, um, like it got a passing grade, but it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't the end of the event that I had hoped for when we started, if that makes sense. It makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Where are you guys at on it? <clears throat> you want to go Vince? I kind of, I kind of hated it. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought it was, it was, uh, uh, an end to a means, sort of, so to speak, mm-hmm. where the, the whole idea was to just sweep the Fantastic Four under the rug. Let's just, let's just get these characters out of the picture. We'll, we'll, we'll take Reed and Sue and, and push them out of the frame, put, uh, the thing with the Guardians and Johnny somewhere else, and then we will, we'll be done with this whole mess. And we won't have to pay, we won't have to worry about lost revenue, and it, 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 it was, it's, it's just business. It's business masquerading as art. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and for that, to take the first family out of the, of the, the Marvel universe, it's, it's a sin. It's a crime. And I kind of, I kind of, I'm kind of pissed that he had a, a hand in writing it. You know, like, like he wanted to make this grand finale for his massive Fantastic Four run by discarding the, the the Adam and Eve of the Marvel Universe, really? You're just gonna fling them into the void, and you know when we see them again, we see them again. That, that Fantastic Four is the linchpin. Can I, can I, it is. It is. Uh, what? I, no, I say, can I? We don't know. We don't know this for to be, be at all true. So let me. What I'm about to say could be completely off base. Like I, I really have no basis. It's not like I have any inside information here. But right. could we maybe, based on what we've heard from him directly from his mouth and what we saw? in terms of the passion that he put into the Fantastic Four when he was writing it, that one of the reasons this took a lot longer to finish up was because he was up against a strong editorial mandate that he didn't really necessarily agree with. Oh, I, yeah, okay, that's great. Then quit. <laughs> well, <laughs> then don't not, write, don't write know, the ending. Yeah, well, that's, I, I, I think that would be the answer. I don't think you can do that. Okay, right. Maybe there was a contract involved. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> No, I just, yeah, and when I, when I mean pissed, you know, it, you dick with the Fantastic Four and my hackles rise. <laughs> of course. It, that's just the way it sure. is. Um, and to, to think that there will now be a period, uh, where we won't have the first family in the book that started. Right, now, were you, and and I know you just shouldn't publish a title just to publish a title because in the 90s we've seen yeah. oh. that's not really a good idea because it 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 results in so if, if less than optimal you know uh let's just call it art if i ask you right now yes what was paul robinson's fantastic four series about paul robinson james robinson oh james robinson um 
I mean, I guess I, I, I have guess... the issues. I haven't read it yet. I mean, I, I'm just saying I don't just because the Fantastic Four book was out there, it doesn't. Which is exactly what you're saying. You know, don't 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 publish your book just. But if if there's nothing, and and I know, I know the Fantastic Four is near and dear to you. I absolutely respect that. I get it. The, for a Damn, more long than a little time, yes. For a long more than a little irrational I, when it comes to the Fantastic Four. I love the Fantastic Four. I, they are some of my favorite stories were the burn era of Fantastic Four. I sure. I'm a fan. But and eighty five percent of success is just showing up. Just publish the damn book. Um you know use it use the fact that maybe it's not selling gangbusters as an excuse to really experiment. If nobody's reading it, nobody's going to care what you do, right? So just push the envelope. Do the wackiest, most left-field, um, surrealistic, uh, fantastic for it. Like, beat, try and beat Jack at, at his own game, right? Just go totally unhinged. Why not? If, if there's not a lot of money riding on it, then you have really not a lot to lose. If the publisher is happy with X amount of books sold, like the minimum order that, that they can do to keep publishing the thing, if you're making that experiment, you use that as, as, as a, a fulcrum to, to invention, right? There's always a reason to publish a book, but I wouldn't be saying this if it was Moon Knight. <laughs> Cancel the damn book, right? <laughs> or, or, you know, like, like, um, Howling Commandos, even Man Thing or, or Howard the Duck. I would not be like, all right, it, you know, it's time to end the book. They've, they've proven that, you know, it's, it wasn't all that. It didn't hit the heights of, of the past. Not that it should, but it didn't hit any heights, but it's the Fantastic Four, dude. All right. Now is, is has there been any definitive Proof. Are there are there articles that actually back up everybody's hunches of their theories that Marvel stopped doing Fantastic Four comic books because they want to distance themselves from really shitty movies? No, but like Senor Hat, um, he when when interviewed, uh, he he couched it in, oh no 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 we we this was not intentional. No, we have I no and, and like seriously really the, and that's and that's another thing is that you know, as soon as 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 soon as Breitbart says something, people tend to just want to dismiss it anyway because he's mm-hmm. company man. He's and 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 I get and, but for me and I'm I don't know if I'm kind of in the middle. of You guys, I didn't hate it, and I I'm I'm trying to judge it just based on on the pages or, or, or the screen mm-hmm. that I was and I'm reading it on, and I I get it. I get it. You know, there's no more Fantastic Four. Fuck you, Marvel, because, you know, you, you did something stupid with the movie rights and now we don't have this comic book anymore. But considering how this wrapped up, what Reed and Sue and the kids are doing and Owen and and splitting up the group and, and, and Susie's trying to be the, the, the voice of reason or whatever with Reed, I obviously it's not the last we're going to to see of them but if they no, go on if, but if they go away for a little while so so they're out of sight out of mind and when something something's going to call them back something what you know bends out in space something is going to cause them to need to return and whether that resets everything again because it's going to be just one they're, they're going to 
to the new 52 the right way. I, it's just if they want to do something with them, they're there. But just because and 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 it, I'm a little bummed that because of those few pages and and how Reed and Sue went away, that mm-hmm. that it, it completely negated everything for you, Vince. It did. Well, well, I gotta be me. Did I understand. You, when, no, you, I absolutely when you get read it. this, I get it. No, when you read this thing, did you actually think that I would have enjoyed that ending? Really? No, no, like, I, no. You're 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 taking the the the, the most loved out of yes, the equation. I know. Why? I, I'm not gonna like it. But uh, you know, and to just to 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 show I'm not messing around here, I would feel the same way if DC stopped publishing Batman and Superman. And Wonder Woman. Okay, there there are some cons. There should be constants mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in in comics. Marvel should publish Amazing Spider-Man and Fantastic Four without fail. And I guess you have to, and you have to include the Avengers now, right? But I mean, it was one of the begin. I would say Hulk, but that's not going to wash because Hulk is nowhere near as popular as the Avengers as a group. Sure. So you know, it, I mean, if I had my way, it would be mandate. Amazing Spider-Man, Fantastic Four at Marvel, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, at least one title at DC. Like, those are the givens. You can, like, like snow in the winter and rain in, in, you know, in, in the spring. You, sh- you can expect one of these comics to come out every single month. Mm-hmm. You should be able to do this. If only to keep the, 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 the trademarks and the, in the franchise and the, and the characters alive. But I, it's, it's, take Reed and Sue and just, it it's just not right. I'm I'm not speaking in a business sense, or because I have no knowledge of any of that stuff, right. as Jason, you know, is gleefully points out. But um, I don't care. I don't care about money. It, so therefore, I can play. Uh, ignorance is bliss, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know any about any of that. All I know is the 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 characters that planted the seed are not together, and they're not where they should be. So that bothers me. Sure. It's not rational. It's, it's silly and I shouldn't care, mm-hmm. but I do. Oh, I get it. Shit. I, <laughs> I think, I, I think there's something we all have that we're attached to and, and oh, we, 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 we definitely take offense when they're not treated right. Trust me. Right. Right. Absolutely. And to me, to me, they're real people. I, sure. And I'm not, and I'm not being facetious. I'm not like, oh, there's a knock on the door. It's got to be Sue, like in a bathrobe. No, that's never going to happen. Maybe, but you, you know, no, I mean, um, if, like if, if, if it was when you're when you're six, seven years old, and you're given a comic book, and and you meet these people, and you spend the rest of your life with these people. Mm-hmm. Forty, forty-one or forty-two of my fifty years were spent with the Fantastic Four, yes. and then. All of a sudden, somebody thinks it's okay just to not have them there anymore. It's like Uncle Uncle Joe dying. Yeah, I miss Uncle Joe, right? Whatever. It's just yeah, uh, it, it's totally ridiculous. But that's how I no, feel. Dude, so, if if but, if Peter went on, it, it, if Peter was with them and and he took off and we were left with Miles, I'd I'd be right there with you. I'd be swinging right next to you. Listen, right, we all have, right. like you said, David. I mean, I, I you guys know I I wanted to puke at this death of Wolverine that Charles. <laughs> yeah. <saw. laughs> nah, for real. And you know what? And that, you know, maybe it is a little different because I'm actually okay with, with him being gone because first of all, I know he's coming back, but, but second of all, it, to me, it was just the way that they did it. I just thought it was such like a buster, poorly constructed way to to take him out. Um, but yeah, like there's nothing wrong with that, Vince. Like, I think that's just being from the heart. Like, and, and, and I'm with you. I mean, 
I'm not the, I give you shit about the Fantastic Four. But I mean, I, I got, I think we all have mad love for the Fantastic Four. And I, I agree. I think this is motivated by things that are other than best storytelling. Um, but like, I guess, first of all, let me, let me, let me ride you back a little bit. I got, I got to give Ribbick mad props. The, the, the dude, like the nine issues, it's beautiful. And, and I have to say that the panel or the page when it's Reed and Doom's face overlaid in that, in that, uh, crosshatch, you know, square grid pattern where essentially oh, it's like, uh, you know, like 50, 60 squares of each overlaid one another. That is a hell of an image. Um, you don't see that very often in comics. So I give him mad props. I think it's a tightly constructed story. I don't think it has a, a lot of flaws, noticeable, um, uh, uh, plot flaws that, that frankly most, most, um, events succumb to, even by our favorite writers. I mean, look, Remender and Aaron, I mean, they've all, uh, Bendis, they've all had bad events because I think it's just tough to, to craft an event, even if you're a great writer. Um, but I think the things I found most interesting were the postscripts. Um, so two questions. One, do you guys, and this, let me just, I mean, spoilers to anybody that has yet to read Secret Wars 9 and, and is still planning <laughs> on it. Um, are you to, are we to take the scene after everything gets reset where we have T'Challa talking to his protégés and he calls them the map makers? Are we to assume that that's implying that like ultimately he created this whole thing in the first place? I don't see it any other way. Right? I mean, they're the map makers and he sends them off into space and right. They they're the they end, they end up being the ones that create all this. Yeah, his, the, the the alpha flight. So that's the Mobius strip. So that's, that's so, so I dug that. Like that was the most Hickman thing of the book. I was like, "All right, that's cool." Now, any thoughts as to are we to did you come away thinking the doom being pretty at the end, which we already knew. I mean, that's a little yeah, bit annoying. Because Iron Man, knew that, right? because yeah. Iron Man, but, but, but as the reveal, which it's the end of the book, it's the final reveal of the series. Are you presuming that that was Reed's gift to Doom? Was that like Doom's one thing he said, all right, if we're going to go back to the way it was, I want this? Is that like, did you take it to be something that Reed did for Doom? Do you think it's something that Doom wished for and he got his last final wish? I mean, like, what, what are we, what are we to make of why? He was pretty at the end. I think it was a parting gift. That's because I mean, they, I mean, it ends. Hickman doesn't do anything unintentionally. He ended the no. nine issue series, the last page showing us that Doom was back in Latveria and was handsome. So, but, but, to, I, but to reduce reduce the the the, the manipulations and and everything Doom has done in the past to reduce it to the fact that he's pissed because he's ugly. That kind of undercuts. The character a bit, you know, like oh, I'm okay now because I'm not, I'm not scarred. But see, I, like but, if if cosmetic, if your your whole motivation, you you just want to to be whole again. Maybe that was Hickman saying, okay, Doom is whole. Maybe it's not the cosmetic aspect of it. Maybe the mending aspect mm-hmm. is what we should be looking at. Maybe now Doom is whole. Maybe now Doom's not going to be a villain. Fat, fat chance. Well, he's right? not an Iron Man so far, but the I, now. I'm gonna read that. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't view that as as Reed granting the wish. I saw that as as Molecule Man doing it for him. Okay. I, yeah, that's cool too. I I, I can buy that. Um, and for whatever reason, you know, however Reese wanted. Why would he? Well, especially since he was like held prisoner or kept everything together. That was because the the 
it's it's Molecule Man who basically stops the fight. He's the one who tells them enough. And and the the whole when Sue is talking to Reed and, and Reed's talking about how he had some help and and it, 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 Molecule Man is the last face you see before we cut to Latveria. And, and I just I figured Molecule Man because Molecule Man also had the has the power to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just it's, it's I, I kind of scary when Owen Reese is the voice of Reese. well yeah. Yeah, but then considering what Doom did and, and, um, I mean, the whole conversation at the beginning of the issue with, with Reed and Sue was just awkward because she said, Oh, no, no, I, my dreams and the statue. And, you know, it's like, I, I just, I know of you. I just don't know. You. But the, and you know, Susie got dirty with him. You know, she got dirty with him. <laughs> and Reed's looking all old and busted now. It's like, it's like, it's like a nightmare. It's like a nightmare. <laughs> but, um, but he's, Doom's laughing at the end. You know, he he, he realizes that yeah, he's he's pretty now. Um, pretty Ricky. It, it's I. I don't think I don't I don't think that's that that's something that Doom had wished for. I don't think he. If any, I mean, why would he wish to have his mother back? Why does he cover his face then? He covers his face because he's got the scar from when he he. he he didn't do the the computations right when the calculations when he when he was making that machine and reads like oh no no you got to carry the one and he's like get the fuck out of my room and right, it blows up so in his it, face he's scarred he's yeah. got that one little scar that he is vain yeah, right but I don't think exactly. I, I don't I don't think that that is what he would wish for after all is said and done I don't think Doom would end it with be like yeah all right, I just want to look good. If you go your whole, like, let's be honest, Doom does not have to wear the entire armor. He wears the armor because he has to wear the faceplate, right? Right. The, 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 you don't need the whole suit. Just like you can, why not wear a helmet? You know, but he chose to take this regal, uh, appearance for just the faceplate. He, he is vain. He does care. That he's scarred. That's that's one of his big motiva- motivations. He's uh, when you're scarred, you're imperfect. When you're imperfect, there's something wrong, something missing, something has gone uh, awry. So he's he's not complete. He's he's flawed. Now he's not. He just wanted to be, I guess, in his sense, perfect again. Hmm. But it's it's it, I I can't get away from the cosmetic aspect of it. Like he doesn't have to wear the mask. Well, he, mm-hmm. he, it's a scar. No, it's not. It, but it's, it was a scar. But then when he, when he went back home and, and, and he's, he's preparing himself to wear the armor, they put the faceplate on him while it's still scalding. While it's still hot. Uh, right, so now right. he's got more than just that little scar. So I mean, his whole, he, he's done at that point. He's pretty much got to wear the helmet. So you have to wear the helmet. It, it, so it's like in John Borman's Excalibur when when the guy's fucking and he's got the suit of armor. I'm like, dude, you don't need the suit of armor. <laughs> it's all rusty. Take, take the damn thing off. <laughs> yeah, it's a great movie. Um, Liam Neeson back when he was young. Patrick Stewart. Uh, the the um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, it, it's, it's hard for me to think that, you know, with, with everything that do, and, and, you know what, you're, I don't, I don't doubt it. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not dismissing the fact that, yeah, dude, dude would just be like, fuck it, you know, just 
I gotta look good. Okay. I just, I, it, it, it's hard for me because of how I picture Doom. That, that, right. that's how. I, I think that's one of the trademarks of a great villain, right? Are the incomprehensible things. Like here you have super smart. Some would say as smart as Reed, right? Uh, uh certainly a rival for Reed. Yes, yes. Definitely. In terms, in terms, in terms of intelligence, right? But yet he's hung up on this insignificant fact that he's scarred. Mm-hmm. Like that makes a great villain. That's, that's just, you, you don't need to explain it. It, it, it merely is. It's a foible. It's, it's, it's a failure in, in him, but it, it's, it's one of his big motivators. Mm-hmm. So I, I that, I, there's not, I don't think there's a better villain. But he also doesn't have to hide anymore. Not, not it reads not there. He's not, it, it, there's no competition. Well, sure, he's, not in the, he's, not, he's not in the shadow anymore. Right? So right. he can just, he, he can be out that's and a, proud. It, it's just that's a hollow victory. Well, yeah, but yeah, even more fitting than to be pretty, but it, it's just You're pretty. It's, <laughs> I, I, it, it, for every, I, I thought the, um, art wise, I thought, I, I, I thought, the bulk of the issue was really, really good. Uh, oh yeah, and and it, it it's it did kind of do do the whole jump. You know, I mean, we cut to the eight months later, awfully quickly. Um, you know, we just and and I, I guess we're just left to fill in some of the blanks and 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 choose your own adventure, jump to your own conclusions about you know. So even though. Even though obviously Cyclops and the Phoenix Force were destroyed early on in the series, um, or, 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 or Star Lord and, and Rocket, you know, I mean, but yet here we are with Guardians of the Infinity, you know, there's just, so obviously be, be, between T'Challa having the Infinity Gauntlet and whatever's left of the, 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 the gems so he can get back to Wakanda and everything, you know, things he, that feels bad. he just, he, he, uh, things kind of just, and yeah, I, at this point, once once the first issue started coming out, once the new 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 point uh, of Marvel was hitting the stands, at that point, Secret Wars just became we're we're, we're along for the journey. We, we know what the destination is already. Let's just see how we get there. And right. uh, it, it's to, to some degree, you know, it was kind of neat seeing some of the things play out. Um, I don't know if we needed nine issues. I don't know if, mm-hmm. if, if we got maybe 10, maybe then, you know, some of the other things could have gotten a little bit fleshed out as far as, but, um, at least I, I consistently, it, it looked great and, and, and it, it had, I mean, as far as what I could tell, there was the one singular voice with, with Hickman and it was a story that, you know, he kind of told from, from start to finish. So I, mm-hmm. I with, with, with the, you know, based these nine issues alone, if, if, if you read this, I, I I think it was a um, it was it was a good story. It was it, it I enjoyed it for that. But as far as what it what it connects to, ties into what it bridges, uh, there were some there were some flaws. Yeah, I agree. Um... I gotta be honest, the, the, the books that have been published in the wake of Secret Wars, yeah. they're not lighting a fire under me, like, like the Marvel Now did. I, I'm, I was reading almost everything, uh-huh. Marvel Now. Now it's maybe like 30%. See, I'm enjoying them quite a bit. 
Well, I, I can't enjoy what I don't read. So, it, I mean, there's, there's no, enjoy what you quit. Th- I, I, there's no instigation. There's no, nothing is instigating me to read. The, like I, I'm not saying I don't like what I see. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like complacent with it. Sure. Like, no, oh, okay. You know, like the, the Avengers books. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, there's, I was hot and heavy. Marvel now. Now it's just, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, there's nothing really pushing me to, to check these books out. And that, uh, I, I don't know. It scares me a little bit. I should want to read oh, these things. cyclical. I mean, yeah. It is. You're Especially right. With you. it, it, um, guilty as charged. No, I mean, it's not a bad thing. I'm saying you, you, no, I'm, again, I completely agree. Yeah. You know, it depends on what side of the, of the, the, you know, what handle you turn on me. Mm-hmm. I could be super hot or super cold. It just, like sometimes just you love cold. David more than me. Other times you love me more than David. That is, that never happens. <laughs> never. All right. Now we talked a, a, a bit about, uh, the one of the big two. I want to talk a little bit about the other side. Let's do it. This, well, the country. The distinguished competition. Yeah, what's this deal? That uh, is it true that DC's going to renumber again? I don't know. Is that true? I was wondering what people were talking about on Facebook. They were all, all this week, and I was like, "Oh, big DC news!" And I was like, "I don't know what anybody's talking about." Well, I got something here from BatmanNews.com. Oh, well, okay. that sounds legit. No, I've, I've never. Did you vet it? I know. <laughs> no, I've, I've vet it. I've never read this site. Uh, but I did a Google search about DC renumbering to 2016, and this site came up. So uh, come June, it says, DC is rebooting the new 52. DC is renumbering all their books back to number one again. DC is going bi-monthly with their biggest selling titles. Wait, meaning twice yeah. a month or meaning once every two months? Well, it says bi-monthly. Maybe it's an error on the person that wrote this. Uh, but bi-monthly does mean every other yes, month. Right, right? exactly. It, yeah. it should be, it should be twice monthly. Uh, DC's going bi-monthly the with summer. their biggest. <laughs> it's be it's gotta be, tw- it's yeah. gotta be bi-weekly, yeah. And, uh, DC the is embracing, is. DC is embracing the cinematic universe. I will say, the more I see of Batman v Superman, the more I like it. Um, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> did, I, you see the, I, did you see the newest headline though about that? I saw the newest picture, and I'm wondering, is that from the movie? Now that's it. The Suicide Squad trailer is legit. It, no, it is legit. It is. Did you see the picture of a character that I did not know was going to be in this thing? But if it is, I will be front and center Who's the character? when this thing opens. I can't say because I'll spoil it for you. Well, then, I, okay. Um, what was, well. It's not Doomsday. We all know. Okay. Oh, I think I know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, we saw Parademons, so maybe. It, but it's just, it's... Dude, if Darkseid is, is in this movie, I'm going to have to bring the plastic sheeting <laughs> and spread it out. Uh, because, all right, we have Thanos in the Marvel Universe. I love my Thanos, but Thanos is a pale imitation of Darkseid. Yeah, well, Thanos going to come to your house and keep your ass. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's the truth. There goes our, there goes our last part in, of, of Lycomania. I know. Um, but yeah, this person, uh, DC had a bad, uh, year in 2015. I don't know so much about that. Uh, but he said, everything's going back to number one. Uh, do a search while I'm talking about this, cause I wanna, I wanna know. Uh, DC is renumbering their books, but uh, twice, twice monthly, and the cinematic universe will be, uh, commingled with the, uh, the comic book universe. I don't know. 
Is this Bra- Brandon Maholland on the up and up? Who can say? But here it is. Oh, here's something from Reddit. Uh, is DC doing a renumbering? Probably. Yeah, I, I see that. <laughs> Highly likely in this case. Yeah, that was a great thread. Uh, there's some... Um, there's the beat. That's always a good source. Oh, yes. He's definitely reliable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rich is reliable. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't go that nah, far. Nah, yeah, see, no, he is. When nah, it comes nah, like nah, this, see, I, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say he's re- he's reliable to litter my page with the same fucking video every friggin' page. Well, that's that's on you, boo. It's, it's yeah, that's I not on me. I got the pop up thing on. You know I use Opera. I love Opera. Opera's great. Let's use something that nobody else. He's like, yo, I'm I'm straight mosaic, son. That's it, baby. My Netscape Navigator going on. Motherfucker. <laughs> Hit me yeah. up at prodigy.com. Jason said, mosaic. Next at home, son. <laughs> Check out my GeoCities page. Usenet forever. <laughs> no, alright. Um, but yeah, this is cur- I'm very curious about this because you know what? I'm a sucker or? for the, no, I'm, stop. I'm, maybe. I, I am a sucker for renumbering. If you start the whole line off at one again, I will be in for the first uh, couple months. DC Comics teases a rebirth to explosion of rumors. Yes. Uh, yeah, Dan the Dio tweeted guess, a rebirth. Is this really news anymore though? Like, I'm, I'm not being facetious. Like, I, no, I feel like not. that's, like, isn't that the world we live in now? I mean, they're both just going to renumber every now and then just to, right? Isn't that the? Right. Well, it's a good thing. Um, it renumbering's one thing. Rebooting. And renumbering, that's a, that's another thing. Like, I, I, again, I think they'd be, they'd be very reluctant to jettison the Batman continuity mm-hmm. just for the sake of a renumbering. Although, Snyder, oh, ties into the when you're in their end. Well, yeah, Capullo's what? got like 40 pages left to do on Batman, and then he's going, to, and then he's doing a book with Miller. So, for, right. uh, Mark Who? Miller. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where? At Image? Yeah. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, well, no that's where Miller World is, so yeah. So as, alright, the beat points out by beginning the rebirth relaunch in June and running the event and its associated tie-ins throughout the summer, DC and Warner Brothers could potentially launch their new line at the end of August or beginning of September, tying into the release of August's Suicide Squad and uh-huh. the inevitable new season of Green Lantern, Arrow, Supergirl, and potentially Legends of Tomorrow. So. Wait, 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 back up. Green Lantern? It's coming to TV? I'm not sure what this means. I, cause I mean, they say Arrow, maybe they mean the Flash, because it says, yeah, it's Green Lantern, Arrow, Supergirl, and Legends of Tomorrow. There is no Green Lantern TV show, but there is a Flash show, so I think they just kind of screwed I saw that the, up. the image of, uh, Supergirl flying with Martian Manhunter. Yeah. I think, I think I want to watch the show. It's you very should. good. You really should, dude. It's really good. I mean, like, it's, it's, they've come so far. You know, you remember how when the first few superhero movies came out, they had to limit it because they had, like, only, like, remember when X-Men came out, they couldn't have all the X-Men because the budget for each special effect was so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Generation X on Fox. But I'm saying, like, well, it's so, yeah. it's so different now. I mean, like, with Supergirl, I mean. Yeah. I mean, you got fucking Martian Manhunter, like, and he looks good. And I have to, I have to confess, she is gorgeous. She, is. she really she- is. There are no apologies, brothers, uh, often call, especially Raph thinks she's plain, and I think he's out of his gourd. Yeah, he is. I think she's Raph super, said that? yeah, I think she's super pretty. It's bugging. Come it's bugging. He's gotta lay off the sugar cookies before recording. The, uh, um, and this week, the, the, this, this, uh, this week's episode, there were, uh, white Martians running rampant. So. I know. 
Are you kidding me? No. no. Not kidding you. How many episodes did I miss? You, uh, like seven or eight maybe? No, closer to ten. Ten? Alright. Well, that's doable. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Like season a half. Watching a season on Netflix, right? Yeah. Hey boo, not, not to go too far afield here, but I'm, I'm hella, I'm, I'm hella, no, not, I'm hella yeah, scared sure. about this season of suits. What? I, I'm, I'm pretty sure the show's just about done. I right? think it's I think up. so too, right? Like, cause. How do you bounce back? You can't, right? Exactly. Like, Let's talk about comments. That's how you bounce back. <laughs> no, I know. I, I don't, yeah, I'm not gonna, I just, I know Boo and I will both suits. watch suits and it's coming back. Seriously. <laughs> suits. Uh, I, Cheers, I, I, uh, the, uh, I came home from, from work and my kids were watching Wild and Out mm-hmm. with, uh, with Mr. Carey. What's his name? Nick Cannon. Yeah. Are they still married? No. Uh, he's cheated on her a hundred times. And she's, and, and she's, anyway. she's engaged and I think he, he's just having fun. They got kids though. <laughs> yeah. I cannot understand a word of this friggin' show. <laughs> they're, they're going on and I'm like, what is the point of this? Like, oh, it's well, hilarious. It, it's not. No, it's really it's not. It's like nails on a blackboard. No, it's very funny. No. Oh, I see you're such a racist. Nails on a blackboard. No, I, I'm not racist. racist. I'm not racist <laughs> at all. I would just like to understand what the hell is going on. I understand it's a competition, right? And they're trying to, you know, bag on the other team and the, the person, the team that bags on the other team the most wins, but it, it doesn't make any sense to me. What the hell are they talking about? What do you, I mean, Help me. Well, it depends on the episode. They, they, no, it didn't make any sense. Oh, no, it does. All right. That, okay. Going back, it's, it's, there have been as of this, this past Monday, because they went on the winter break. There have been 11 episodes. You talking Supergirl. Supergirl. Episode right. 12 titled Bizarro. That hits on February 1st. And Which is what? interesting because it's a female Bizarro, right? I mean, because we see her. Yes. Oh. Yeah. It is? Yeah, because we, we, she, she, she sees on the news her, her, her own visage, like doing something. And right. She's like, it's like I'm, but I'm sitting here next to you. How could I be over there saving this plane? Yeah. Um, and back in November, before they went on break, they, uh, CBS decided to go ahead and order a full season. So there will be 20 episodes before the summer when all is said and done of this first season. See, the thing that gets me, and I'm not a sucker for Smallville. I tolerated oh, it. Oh, up, up, no, stop. No, no. Wait, I, I, I tolerated it up until Doomsday crashed the prom. I know. <laughs> when, when, when you have Doomsday crash the prom, you're done. I, well, plus, right? like, especially I that even, Doomsday. That, 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 that was yeah, a weak ass Doomsday. But, yes. but they're, but um, the, the fact that Tom Welling may appear. Yes. That to me is very cool. Is even though I have, cool. dude, I'm and not, Helen Slater, dude. Dude, but no, 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 not just Helen Slater, Dean fucking Kane. You had yeah, Supergirl and Superman. As, as, as Kara's, as, as, uh, yes, as, as Kara's foster parents. Yes. They're the Danvers. That, 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 that was. It's just like, what's his face on the Flash? Uh, with John Wesley Ship, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very smart. And what's also cool about that is that the trickster is the same trickster from the first series to, to, to the new Flash. But. You know what? That makes sense because DC has always, always, always been about legacy. Yeah, especially with the You know, that is true. I, I would say that the one thing DC, in all of its incarnations has always had over Marvel is, uh, is, is, is legacy. Right. Yeah. Exactly. DC is always beholden to the past. And that's what I kind of love that about them. The fact that Mark Wade had generations of Speed Force characters running around. It was comfortable. It, it, I mean, it mirrored life because 
we have generations of our family running around. Not me, not at that speed, but still, you know what I mean? Art, art imitates life to, in a sense. So that works for me. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just a, a romantic, but Tom Welling showing up in yeah, Supergirl, that, makes that that's kind of tipping the scales to me to watch this day. No, it's a really Again. good show. I mean, seriously. And I will say, you know, my, uh, my lovely wife, as you guys know, is not into the comics at all. She is lovely. She is. Thank you. Yeah, uh, she but is. she digs the Supergirl. She thinks it's a fun mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Yeah. So the, my cousin does there. Yeah. Uh, the dudes at work. It, it is. It's, it's funny. Calista Flockhart is great. She's, uh, she really she plays is. that character perfectly. It's a perfect I, character. My, my only, my only issue is, is the, the, the Max Lord is just straight up Lex Luthor. Yeah, but it's the fact that it's Peter Fascinelli, I would still come okay. <laughs> it's alright with the young. Anyone uh, that used to bang out Jenny Garth is alright in my book. True. Has Erica Durant's appeared? No. Uh, no. Uh, that, that would, that would be a good idea as well. Because oh, anytime, shows up, though. any, you know what, anytime I can look at Erica Durant's is a good time. She is a stunning freaking Now, uh, uh, Chloe's good too. I, I like Chloe, but Erica, she's a world class beauty. She's very attractive. Am I wrong? Oh, she had her moments. You're not, you know, you're not wrong. Oh, see, now you're placating me. When I, you say she had her moments, you're like, yeah. Because she, she wasn't, for me on that show, she wasn't the be all end all. It, it, she is, she is fetching, it's but, hate. um, it's true. That is true. Seriously. Now, the, the one thing that I, I saw today regarding Batman v Superman that really doesn't have me running to the theater <laughs> to see this when it comes out is that, uh, the people involved in making the movie have have mm-hmm. put forth that yes this batman is a killer this batman goes beyond of just taking the bad guys off to jail he will take them out and put them down and 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 that's not to say listen you know the joker died in the first batman movie and and so did Two Face, and you know, I mean, it's not like back in the eighties and nineties when when a bad guy fought a good guy at the end of the superhero movie. The bad guy almost always died. Um, you know, Green Goblin and and Doctor Octopus. They, sure, what about these, Zod? I mean, Superman is Zod. Yeah. So you know, but so I mean, for for first of all, I mean, for for this Batman in this movie universe to be a killer, that doesn't surprise me since Superman already was. But you have, you know, there there. I guess there are just some people. Who are who? I think there were a few people I read in some comments that were on the fence about maybe seeing the movie, but now that you've actually done this to Batman, it it, it kind of turned them off. And and I don't know. I I'm see I'm I'm, I, I gotta, I'm more fine with Batman being a killer than Superman. I got exactly. I got to put my hypocrite suit on because I just talked about them dicking with the Fantastic Four and how I think mm-hmm. it's verboten. I'm okay with Batman being a killer. I'm okay. Because it, 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 it shows to me that it's a character that's pushed far beyond what he was. And I don't know when the story You're takes place. You're not okay with Superman being a killer? No, never. Nope. I, I care. I, I, I mean, I'll just be honest, a, a, I have trouble juxtaposing your, your views there, but that, I mean, it is your, no, your being, views. I mean, because it's easy. Superman being a killer would mean that he has lapsed into complacency. He, it's easy for Superman to kill. Who can Superman not kill? Right. Is there anyone on the planet Superman can't kill? See, I guess for me, and look, I, I'm not, 
my level of Batman reading pales in comparison to y'all and fr- frankly a lot of our listeners I'm sure but but to me Batman's pathological unwillingness to kill is one of the things that makes him fascinating because right. he's this unbelievably calculating logical disciplined person and under any any course of that logic he should have come to the conclusion that someone like the Joker should be put down and yet there's a flaw in his own internal circuitry that he supersedes what he lives his life under this code of logic and discipline and yet he's willing to supersede the logic circuits in the worst possible way by letting these villains live and thus torture him and others over and over again because right. he thinks somehow it's tied into his code of ethics. And I think that's right. the it, most fascinating thing about Batman. It, and you're right. But the thing that makes this intriguing to me is what pushed him over the edge. What was it? It, it ha- If they're going to do it, it has to be something of monumental importance. And gra- as you like to say, gravitas. What could have pushed this character that has shown his resiliency, his his the dude's obstinate. He will not budge. And yet something has pushed him to the point of taking a human life. What was it? I want to know. You That's what's intriguing. Zack Snyder's going to let us know that? <laughs> Probably not. No, but I mean, the, the, the notion intrigues me. I mean, he made that, Superman that, a that's, killer like without a second thought. I, I, I know, I know. And that's why somewhere down and I closing his eyes, rocking back and forth. Just right. Dap and I, and I, I guess yourself don't like that Man of Steel movie for that very reason. Superman should never kill. It's too easy. He can kill somebody well, I don't literally. Like Superman movie for lots of reasons, but yes, that yes. is one. right. He he can kill someone just by looking at them. Whereas Bruce, he's got to make some effort. He's got to he's got to walk across that line, and and do what his credo, uh, up until that point has has dictated that he not do. Mm-hmm. And it's got to, the the weight of the situation. I mean. It has to be something really big. It can't just be like, yeah, you know, a jaywalker mm-hmm. caused an accident. I'm going to go kill people. It has to be something really, really, really uh, of massive import. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just, I'm just curious. I want to know why. And again, hypocrite. It's pushing the envelope. It's doing something with Batman that, you know, we seldom see. Yeah, Batman has been a killer before, but they are mostly Elseworld stories, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to see it. I want to know. I want, I want to drive this story in a different direction. I want to see uncharted territory for Batman. That's intriguing to me because it's, 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 it's a new spin. It's not the same old Bruce Wayne. That's interesting to me. But on the flip side, if you dick with Susie and Reed, <laughs> I ain't having it. See, see, I don't make any sense, but well, this is not a newsflash to anybody that's, right. this isn't their first episode. Yeah, that's why we. Love I'm okay you, with. I'm okay with that. Well, look. In all seriousness, the one thing our listeners and the three of us and all of our friends in the comics world have in common is we are voracious consumers of fiction. Right? We love mm-hmm. fiction. It's just, I mean, yep. And I think there isn't a person who's as into fiction as we or our community are that don't have significant moments of hypocrisy. 
Yeah, it's it's human nature. It's just the nature I'm, of the beast. It really is. Yeah, I'm I'm a hypocrite in a lot. No, but of we way. all are. I mean, I, again, we yeah. could make a list. It would probably be an interesting episode someday to talk about all the kind of hypocrisy per- that we that we. You know. Well, not just right. Even I concepts. I know a person who is not a hypocrite. He sticks to his guns in every aspect of his life. He's a really scary person to be around. Ugh. Extremely scary. I believe it. All right, Mr. No. No. Mike, no, he's a sweetheart. No, this person, no, you don't know him. But I'm just saying. Dowdy? No. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, you make me laugh. That's true. No, Dowdy's a sweetheart too. Uh, but when you are that unflinching in your beliefs, you're kind of scary because it's unnatural. Yeah. It's in, it's almost inhuman. Yeah, you're rigid. So, you're, you're telling me there's I mean, nothing. You're, you're pretty much a presidential candidate at that point. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's, yeah, that's bullshit. Um, th- that, that's all script. But, um, so in a sense, Bruce is as alien as, as Clark because to be that unflinching is in, is kind of inhuman. Mm-hmm. I made that point just now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sticking with it. I love it. I thank you. We, 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 that's the hypocrisy and and we we justify it. We we have our shades of gray. I mean, well, we're justified just, and we're ancient. I mean, that, <laughs> and again, not to lives. enforce Jason's bi curious crack. For, I, I'm I'm looking at a picture of Tom Welling. That's a good looking. Dude. It really is, dude. He is. Nothing, are you looking at him with the beard and the, and the closed crop head, or no, or no, is no, 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 no. This is a small. He's a ridiculously handsome dude. dude. You're not kidding. Yeah. I don't know that, but. No, he, come on, Jason, seriously. Yeah. Look at the dude. I th- I'd, I'd throw him one. He's, he's, he's no he's Dylan per- McDermott is all I'm saying. <laughs> Dylan from 90210. <laughs> no, not Dylan from 90210. <laughs> <laughs> Did he call you a clown? Dylan McDermott, son. Oh, shit. Not Dermot Mulroney? No. Not Bill Pullman. He's not a, he's no, not a man at all. Dermot Mulroney's not a man at all. Oh. <laughs> It's fun. <laughs> he, oh shit! The net can be fun. Yeah, all praise right. to the net. All right, I have something else to talk about. If we're oh, done well, with that, well, did, yeah. Wait, was that was that your DC no. thing to talk about? Yeah, so you're going so on no, number three. You're going to hit us with number three. No, this that was not my DC thing oh, to talk about. Oh, DC thing to talk about is an actual printed Ooh. comic book. Oh, no. All right, yes, 1972. Or? You're close. The Secret Society of Supervillains. Stop. Wait, Stop. before you go, before you go in though, hold on, before you go in there though, I've been meaning to say this, and I don't know, maybe you guys mentioned it when I was, the week I was out a couple weeks ago, but our good buddy, and I would say the only podcaster I'd ever willingly admit was a better comics podcaster than we are. Mr. Tom, oh, tread lightly. Mr. Tom Caters is back. I, I will agree to that. Tom Versus is back. <laughs> yeah. I will. I, I I can't front. I will agree to that. Yeah, but I mean, better. I I I'm been meaning to reach out to him. I, I don't know if he still listens to our show, but Tom, if you do, welcome back, man. It's it's amazing because he's doing the secret society of yes. whatever David just said. Yeah, the super villains. Yeah, I said this about Scotty last week. I love I love Tom Caters, and I'm not using the word in a, in a in a um figurative sense. I love Tom. Yeah, you don't mean it in a platonic way. You mean it purely no. romantic way. Oh, extremely. I, I, I think Tom is the best he is. Former He's guest more, of the show many years he is, ago. He's the best he is at what he does. I, I, I'm, you know, not to discount Chris or Sal, but Tom was the star 
of Iran comics. And I think Chris and Sal would admit that, right? The brain on that dude, uh, incom- incomparable. I, I, I don't, don't think know, they're, they're, I don't know if I agree with you there. I, I think the magic of that show is, and I don't want this to come off as, uh, as bloviating on my part about us, but the magic of that show was the camaraderie and chemistry of those very distinct voices together. Yeah, all driven by Tom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You'll have to answer no. to that in a, in two months to sound like Chris when we see them in Chicago. That's okay. I'll. Do, you know what? Knowing Chris, he would agree with me. Sal, 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 would Sal would be stubborn, but Sal would believe it, but not express it. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Not. Please come on. Um. But no. This. Uh, but yes, Tom is back. Thank you, Tom, for coming back. And maybe, you know, I'll listen. Uh, because I don't listen to podcasts. This thing was published not far from what Jason said. What did you say, 1972? I did. 1977. Nice. The year of the Star Wars. It is called DC Superstars, Volume 2, Number 11. One reprint, one new story. Uh, the new story was written by Len Wein, mm-hmm. and the art was by one of, um, I believe, the greatest draftsman to ever put pen to paper, Mr. Gray Morrow. Mm. And this is a character uh, with which Mr. Morrow has had much experience, because in the 80s, uh, he did a couple of other things featuring her. Um, it is... The princess of prestidigitation. Zatanna. Who would that? Yes. Zatanna. The magician. Um, she is the, the, the cover story. One of my favorite I, DC characters. I gotta say, Gray Morrow had an unbelievable grasp of the female form. You look at anything this man has done from Space 1999, I can go down the whole list. Gray Morrow, a consummate uh, illustrator, not only great on the page, but with women, I mean, there was he. The the effects of gravity are very apparent in Gray Morrow's women, meaning the breasts are extremely perky, and the hips—they're childbearing hips. Like he he, uh, I don't want to say the Jeff Cho or Frank Cho, yeah, Frank Cho. Of, of his, his era because Gray Morrow is a zillion times. Mm-hmm. Watch it now. No, come on. I'm not, I'm not going to go there, but seriously, Gray Morrow was far above uh, Cho in rendering. ability. He is. It's just, it's on the paper. Just look at the, the you, it's, it's quantifiable. You can look at the artwork and look at Gray, uh, 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 Morrow's art and look at Cho's art and you're like, yeah, okay. I get it, but um, the, uh, Zatanna is the lead feature. I don't want to shit on the Cho fans. I like Cho too, but for my money, Morrow's better. That's just how it is. Um, Len Wein wrote it. Gray Morrow drew it. Uh, the the gist: Z- uh, Zatara is kidnapped and mind controlled. Daddy is is not operating under his own faculties mm-hmm. here. And he takes Zatanna and her manager, Jeffrey Sloan, who is, I don't know if this was, I'm sure it was intentional, 
Jeffrey Sloan is a uh in in the in the the term coined by Dave Sim, he's a like a look for Stanley. He is Stanley. He's got an ascot, he's got a bushy mustache, he's got the, the hair parted just like Stan and he he is he is Funky Flashman. He's the master of bad puns. And Zatanna calls him out on his puns all the time, constantly, to the point where it gets tiresome after a while. Like, um, there, okay, here's the gist. Zatara is not operating under his own control, and he takes his daughter and transports her to another dimension. And it just happens that Jeffrey Sloan goes with her. Uh, Zatanna gets there, and she notices, hey, there's a, there's a, a, there's a crack, there's a rent, there's a, there's a gaping hole in the firmament here. That must be our way home. It's a dimensional rift. We have to get there and get out of here. But in, in the process of getting there, they meet, um, you know, uh, savages who accost them and bring them to King Varnu. King Varnu is this hooded, this cloaked character who, uh, re- you know, he admits that he owes a debt to someone on earth. This whole thing has been preconceived. He owes somebody on earth a debt. And because of that, he has agreed to take Zatanna um, and extricate her from her home planet, dump her here, throw her in the Tower of Death to face the Gorgonus. And the Gorgonus is basically Medusa, but it's a, it's a male version of the Gorgon, right? But on the way to the Gorgon, they they meet um skeletal warriors uh dimensional rifts they're they're transported back to earth at one point zatanna's clothes are ripped off it's a it's an all ages comic so it's not dirty but just to see zatanna in shredded clothes but her nylons don't get shredded kind of hot mm-hmm. right um dinosaurs in times square uh it, it it's a tour de force from mr gray morrow but in the end, good triumphs. Um, it, it's a really cool story. If for nothing, I mean, there's imps in here, little tiny red demon creatures that, that accost Zatanna, and they're the ones who rip her, her clothes. Um, good on them. But it, this is a showcase for Gray, Gray Morrow's art. I, I think the guy was among the best. His, his, his females, just the way he draws um their eyes and and their lips and a lot of other things but uh you look at his his feminine form and you're like i wish i knew that woman she's real and and he doesn't just like these are not stock poses the guy was versatile in in his depiction of of the female form and it's just a, it's one of those things where it's just a joy to read it's the story's light yeah you have a, a a hero that's transported off planet has to find her way back. It's, it's a little frilly and, 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 um, Jeffrey Sloan is along just to provide the, 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 uh, the comedy, you know, the comedic element. Uh, and at the root of this all, if you're a fan of Zatara, you won't be surprised by who the villain is here. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, the backup story is the flash. Hmm. The Scarlet Speedster himself, as we talked about before. This one's called The Case of the Real Gone Flash. So we're talking Silver Age Flash. David, I don't think I have to tell you who illustrated this. Well, 
it's it cares. No, <laughs> it's either if it's not Carmine. Ding 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 ding. But he had a helper. It's Carmine Infantino and Joe Giella. Oh yeah. Oh, I rest. That's usually I did. If it's not Joe, then it would be Murphy Anderson. So that makes sense. Right. Right. But the uh, the story was written by John Broom, and it is one of the earliest appearances of Abracadabra, the most ridiculous villain I think in the Flash Rogues. Right. Um, in the top. Yeah, kinda because. <laughs> Because Abracadabra really doesn't have any powers. He's a magician. Like, not, not a Doctor no, Strange. But the top He's in just... my pajamas with the spread my arms out so this way I can just spin around. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, uh, so, I mean, the, the story begins in 6333 AD. So we're talking way in the future. And Abra is kind of lamenting the fact that, holy shit. Science is everything in the future. What about magic? What happened to good old-fashioned magic? You know, when people appreciated sleight of hand. That was fun. We, we were respected. Look at Houdini. Houdini was looked at as a god by some people. I want that. I, I need that. I'm going back into the past to reap some of those accolades from those, you know, savages that lived in the 20th, 20th century. And I'm going to have it. And along the way, he commandeers a time machine. Just so happens that somebody was testing a time machine. Um, Abra breaks in and he has this, this mind control, um, flower <laughs> on his lapel and he mind controls these dudes. All right. You're not moving. I'm taking the damn time machine. Goes back to 1962 when, you know, when magic really mattered, right? And, and he just, he rules the roost. He, he has very little, um, problem with mind controlling the populace, but he, all his efforts hinge on one thing, applause. Abracadabra needs applause. When he doesn't get applause, he ups his game. He starts robbing shit. And so who's there to stop him? Well, Barry, Barry Allen, the flash of this period, st- tries to stop him, but he can't because, and this is where the story gets extremely ridiculous. Abracadabra transports Barry Allen out of his costume and into space. Shoots Barry Allen into space. No costume. He's got his little khaki pants on and his his button-down short sleeve shirt and Barry Allen is in space and he does not die. He does not explode. Why? Why doesn't he die? John Broom explains it as the speed force. He doesn't say speed force, but he, but he says that, that, that layer of protection that the flash has due to his high velocity protects him from the rigors of space. It doesn't say how he breathes in, in space, but, um, Barry manages to make his way to a planetoid and he runs around the planetoid really, 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 really fast and projects himself to earth. Okay, I can maybe believe that, but how does Barry survive reentry? Doesn't say. It shows him touching down on the planet from space. He enters the atmosphere from this planetoid, God knows where. He makes the journey back home, enters the atmosphere, and does not burn up on reentry. Not only doesn't he burn up, he doesn't get smushed to a pancake due to the 
gravitational pull of the planet and his, you know, speed in which he pierces the atmosphere. Like, it's ridiculous, but it's so much fun. A dude can travel space without a space suit, enter the atmosphere, and he's okay. This was Silver Age DC. This is why, this is, this is comics should be ridiculous, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's fun. And, and Barry beats Abercrombie at his own game. Who cares, right? It's not, the, the culmination is not the joy. It's just a journey. It's the fun in, in seeing our, our buddy Barry beat this guy from the future who wanted nothing more than applause. And that's it. And this thing was only 50 cents. In seventy seven. Damn. Damn. And it's it's well worth the money. I think it goes for like in mint condition it goes for like eight bucks now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the uh the, the 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 real joy is in the beautiful Carmine Infantino art and you know, I don't think it goes without saying that Gray Morrow's. The cover is amazing. if you do a do a search for um DC Superstars V two number eleven, look at that cover. That is a spectacular cover. Just the the damn hips on Zatanna. (laughs) Sexy as hell. And you know, when they were creating Zatanna, they said, let's put fishnets on this girl. (laughs) Just to get the boys all riled up. You're right about that. And they they were right, because it works. And and if... Zatanna has appeared on what DC show? She's appeared on a show, right? And when you see her in real life... The costume looks entirely ridiculous. But in the comics, it works. Right? That's the magic of, of, of art. The ridiculous becomes acceptable. Sublime. It's sublime, right? There, there's great, there's great joy in back issues, people. Absolutely. Go back and start diving because there's a lot of great things. You're getting crazy, baby. I paid 50 cents for this book. I paid cover price for it. It's not in mint condition. I don't really care. Nope. Nope. Not at all. The spine is rolled a little bit. It's not in the best condition. It's, it's maybe VG. None of which is a concern to me. The joy is in those squares lined up in sequential order. That's where the joy is. I know. I, there's nothing better. And that's all I have to say. Well said. Yep. I don't think we should end this. No, I don't either. I think we should keep on. My beer, my beer's gone. Damn. Really? Yep, all three cans. Well, shit. You're a real MVP. Seriously. No. I just had a hard day. Join the club, brother. Had a hard day. Dude, I wish I had your hard day. No, I don't think you do. I think I do. Yeah. Grass is always greener. How, how many monitors do you have at work? Six. Oh Jesus! No, and they all have spreadsheets on. Spreadsheets. <laughs> yeah, they have like Freudian, Freudian slip. They all have spreadsheets. No, they have on? like like you know like stock quotes, tickers. Yeah. Oh my God! You, so you're Oracle? No. Without the red hair? No. I think you are. I don't suppose either of you slack asses read Southern Bastards number thirteen, did you? Do you see how he changes mm-hmm. the topic? No, I just noticed that it came out today too. So no, I didn't read it. Yet. Damn it. How could we read something that came out today? Because we get image comics no, early. No, you, you get review copies early. We I don't, all do. 
I'm looking at the spot. I don't. And I don't yeah, see I didn't it. see him in the Dropbox. I didn't get enough. We all are on that mailing list. Are we? No, 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 because the last time we so the, no, this is off air shit. But yes, no, the the last. No, time, this is not off air. The shit. last this the, is when when shit. when the FTP server was all all getting wonky, she only sent you the link, the email. You got oh, for real? Well, yeah, that dude, we have because every time I forget to, and then you bring it up on the show, and I'm like, oh, I gotta say that, and I. Oh my do. god, dude! I'll forward it to the. Okay, Ooh, set up that rule, bro. Of, I mean, oh, I, I know. I, I keep forgetting to. I, I don't give a shit. You don't have to edit. It out. It's all good. Fuck them. You you can't say fuck them. Who am I saying fuck them to? I don't know. Okay, then don't worry about it. Don't put the idea in their head. All right. Well, then, how about? Because this is all image stuff I want to talk about. So we can... I didn't read Ringside Number Three. Didn't read Southern Bastards. Didn't read the uh, Deadly, Deadly Class. Class no. Actually, the Violent. Did you read the Violent? No. What the vi- did that? That's Ed Brisson and Adam Gorham. How is that? Really? Mm-hmm. I'm. It's not on the thing. Two issues are out. Um. Uh, very very realistic, sad, violent story. Uh. Sad how? Sad in that, like, the life of the people were introduced to it. Sad life. Like, they felt they're, they're, they've dealt a hard deck and, and things get even worse for them in the first two issues. We talking economic hard? Dude's uh, next con, trying to, trying to keep it real. He and his girlfriend have okay. a kid. They, uh, he's just out of jail. She's trying to keep him on the straight and narrow. He's got a job, uh, essentially as a mover. Uh, to, to, to stay on the straight and narrow. She's a house, uh, not a house cleaner, uh, like a, like a, she's a cleaning woman for like a corporate building. Um, they're former addicts, but she's been straight for a bunch of years because they had a baby. And she's trying to keep him from going back to his ways of being a, a thief. And, uh, shit goes awry quickly. But I can tell you that as the father of three young children, uh, it was hard. It was a hard first issue. The first issue was very hard. The second issue was a little more palatable, but, uh, it, All right, I have to ask, do, do kids die in it? N- not yet, but I wouldn't put it past them. Oh, Jesus. But a kid gets kidnapped. Like out of the car. See, that's my dap moment. You know how dap exactly. it, it turns. It made me, it made me feel all kinds of bad. And I didn't, I didn't yeah, I, I can't have that. I don't want to think about that, yeah. but it is a powerful storytelling device. For real. Yeah. Well, how about, um, did y'all read all new, all different Avengers, uh, number two? Yes. Number three, right? Number three, right? No. Oh, see, so yeah, they're going oh. no. Wait, no, no, no. Wait, no, is that? Damn, number four came out. That's the end of the Warbringer series, so battle. Did I? Uh, I'm trying to remember if I did or not. I don't think I did. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I encourage you to do so. <laughs> it's interesting that they're, you know, Warbringer is the, is the villain in this first three issues and he's not exactly like Super Scroll, but he's essentially like a really powerful Chitari. So it's interesting that they've yeah. really integrated the Chitari into the comics world now. Um, but this is the series that Wade is writing that, uh, for those that are listeners that don't know, it's, 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 it's Iron Man, Tony Stark. Uh, Sam Wilson as Cap, Nova, 
um, Miss Marvel, as in Kamala Khan, um, Miles nice. Morales, and Thor. Thor, yes, Thor, Thor, Vision. Thank you. And technically right now, because it's right post-Secret Wars, there is no Avengers team in the world. Um, for some reason, Tony's broke, although I don't ever know how you can buy into Tony being broke when he's a trillion-dollar suit that he wears all the time, but whatever. Um, and they're all pulled together to fight this guy, Warbringer, who's going around the Earth trying to capture pieces of an artifact. And the idea that once he forms the pieces all together into something, he'll have a, 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 a very... A, a serious increase in his power, and we able to open a portal um, to bring others to Earth, which, again, not all that different from the Avengers movie, right, with the Jatari portal that, that you know, opens up. But in any way, um, uh, I, I, I dig it. You know, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for um, formation stories, especially with the Avengers, the roll call. And this is in essence a roll call story where they're all brought together for the first time. Yeah, it's... they work they work well together, and and Iron Man's essentially like, well, what do y'all think about being the Avengers? Um, it's fun to see so many young people on the team um, because I think in all three cases they're very capable. Um, I think Miss Marvel, Nova, and um, Spider Man, Spider Man are all very interesting newish characters and it's, it's diverse is a motherfucker. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, if I have to pick a weak link, it's, uh, it's actually vision. Uh, I don't, I prefer vision with a little, a little less rigidness. Some personality. Um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, it's a, it's a short, like I said, it's a, this is issue three wraps up the first arc. So it's a quick arc. Um, where your the status quo is set up beyond that, and um, it's 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 a lot of fun. Um, Adam Kubert is the artist. Yeah, I told uh, I told Mahmoud I can't wait for number four because that's his issue. I know. I was going to say Kubert is a very good artist, um, but I feel like he is one that takes shortcuts occasionally on certain panels, like like main panels. The the focal point panels are beautiful, uh, and I can't front on that, but. But like tertiary panels, I think sometimes you look at it and you're like, hmm? like a little wonky. I think uh, both of the Cubits are the master of the keyframe. And if you know animation, you know what a keyframe is. But you're right. The interstitial uh, panels, take them or leave them sometimes. Yes. Um, yeah. Agreed. But you know, look, Wade is a consummate superhero comic writer. So I've, I have no doubt that, that, that I'm going to be on this. I, I, I Look, we've... As we've joked about every week for a month now, Marvel is making an incredible push for these uncanny Avengers. They appear everywhere. And for me, I'm much more intrigued by this team of Avengers. I find this team much more refreshing, interesting, new stories can be told than I do the uncanny Avengers so far. Now, what was the name of this book? All New Avengers? All New, All Different Avengers. Wow. And as Dap said, next month it gets really real because Mahmoud takes over. So... I think it's actually, I think the issue came out today. Oh, sure. How big of a testament to Mahmoud's uh, skill is it that you would gladly part with uh, a Kubert, either one, in favor of him? I mean, Mahmoud's constant Mahmoud's bro. great. And he gave yeah. us a big shout out on Facebook this week. Much love. It, it, very true. But I'm, I was looking at um, Mahmoud's image work, and it was it was very good. But you look at his stuff now, and it's like, wow. 
light years ahead of the image stuff. Well, he's grown, right? I mean, and yeah, but it's been really nice to see. And, and he has grown, but it's happened really fast, very quickly. It's interesting how many great artists got their U.S. start in Dynamo 5, right? Huh. Mm-hmm. Mahmoud, of course, being – he was the main artist on the book. But, but uh, yeah, Matteo did, right. did issues of that book. I mean, pretty great. I, I, would, I would go as far to say as Mach, back in – on the Dynamo 5 book – Mahmoud was better than Mateo. Oh, no, I would agree with that for sure. Yeah. They're Easily. very, very different, needless to say. They no. are. They um, are. They are. I think they, I think Mahmoud's style has evolved, but not materially changed. Like he still has the, the really strong, thick, clean line, you know, like the. Right. Um, whereas. He still, he still sculpts a lot. Yes. Whereas, whereas Mateo was, I think, trying to fit that style in that book, maybe because they asked him to as a film artist, which is very far afield from his current mastery, right? right? right which right, is a much right. scratchier, you know, pencil-y style, which I, I love. Um, Bottom line, you got to put the time in. For sure. It doesn't happen overnight. Vince, are you reading Totally Awesome Hulk? Speaking of Frank Cho? That's the Cho book? Yeah. I'm I'm waiting for the trade, but, you know, oh, it goes so without saying, I, I will get it's it. so naughty. And like Lady Hellbender is so naughty and, uh, um, I'm stunned. And, and, and Amadeus is the Hulk. And we've, we've got Amadeus' sister, who's his, his counterpart, sort of like his oracle now. And, um, in issue two, we get, we get the banner backstory of what happened, like how Amadeus became the Hulk. Um, I think I may be taking Mr. Cho for granted. You are, because Lady Hellbender, her conceit is that she is a zookeeper. She's like the collector. Remember the, uh, elders? Of the universe, she's like she's a a a, a, a like pan dimensional global zoo. She keeps she keeps animals and brings them back to her planet, which is a refuge for these things. So mm-hmm. it gives show this chance to draw these just crazy monsters. And uh, if you had to guess, who do you think she's come to Earth for? Oh boy, abomination! Got to think bigger. Finn Fanko. Yes. that's cool Mm -hmm. but you know what I meant by that is um, and I did this very same thing with Dave Stevens so again good company but Cho is really good at the the two things I think he does very well he draws women very well and he draws monsters um, specifically Simeon type monsters and dinosaurs really well. So I kind of discount him after a while. Like when you see Cho doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, and it's not, it's not, uh, I don't believe it's lackadaisical on Cho's part. It's just that he does it really well. Mm-hmm. Right. So why wouldn't you play to your own strengths? But when I see it in repetition, like w- Shauna the She-Devil, was typical Cho. Uh, everything we've seen from Cho fits in that Cho million, right? Like, like that's his universe. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I don't know what it is in, in, in my head. I kind of discounted after a while, like, oh, he's just doing himself, which is a massive accomplishment by any stretch. Like, okay, duplicate it. You can't because it's unique to Cho. But it it seems redundant to me after a while, which is unfair 
because Dave Stevens did the same thing over and over and over, and he's looked upon as a god by many people. So, ergo, Frank Cho should be a god as well, because I think he does the same thing equally well. So, it's on me that I kind of poo-poo Frank Cho, but I shouldn't, because he's amazing. Do Am I making any sense here? Absolutely. Yeah, and it's just like, so, that that's a shortcoming with, with my perception, but... It translates to a, 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 a shortfall with Frank Cho, and it shouldn't. It should never, because the guy is just doing what he does. I gotta stop this. Gotta stop doing this. Mm-hmm. Yes. By the way, Dap, I, I see you commented on Kelly Williams. Uh... Wait, he's commenting that, on no, Facebook no, no. while no, we're recording. No, 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 no. no, no. Earlier tonight. Was that, was that yours? Yes, sir. That's awesome. Wait, you're commenting on Facebook no, while no. we're recording? No, uh, Don Cordenas mentioned me. Oh, I love Don. And he mentioned me in Kelly Williams' feed because there's a commission of uh, Wonder Man and the Beast. And Don <laughs> Cordenas said, something tells me this is for Jason Wood. Yeah. And then, was it? Indeed it was. Oh, my God. And it's it's Simon in this far You're a Medici, jacket. dude. You, I'm going to call you Jason Medici <laughs> because you are like the patron of all the art. Well, speaking of patronage. Got a little text from my man, Paolo, who is wrapping up a wonderful vacation in Disney World with his family, that uh, that uh, as he was leaving the con on Sunday, uh, last Sunday, Miss Pacelli was working on my domino. <laughs> as in Sarah? As in Sarah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's like a second now. She is another one that has come into her oh. She's so good. Yep. I, I I really shouldn't like her art. Why? But I too clean. It, it yeah. It yeah, but that's fit. but that's like saying you shouldn't like Mahmoud's art. He's very clean right. as well. Ex- exactly. But, but yet I'm I'm growing as an interpreter. I I really I there are some guys that do the clean that I really love. Mm-hmm. Like like Mahmoud and Sarah Pacelli and Emma Rios. You know, it, it's just I love their stuff. Mm-hmm. I do. All right, we got to bring this home. Yes. Two hours, thirty minutes. Hey, everybody, um, do visit our sponsor, Discount Comic Book Service. That's DCBService.com. As I said before, the specials are not up, but you can rest assured that the discounts will be both deep and plentiful. You're always going to pay far less than cover price at Discount Comic Book Service because that's just how they roll. You can get thirty-five to seventy-five percent off some stuff. You get them delivered right to your door. There's no easier method for um, procuring your comic books. None. It's great to solicit the local comic book store. It boosts the local economy. economy. But if you want, I mean, if you're all about the, the savings, no better than Discount Comic Book Service. DCBService.com. In your travels, I want to talk about this next week. Um, I don't know if my brothers have read it, but I have. And I thought it was great. It was raw AF. Uh, it was written by Mr. Brian Azzarello, illustrated by one of our friends, Mr. Juan Doe. <laughs> uh, designer was John J. Hill. Uh, Juan Doe did the cover. It's published by Aftershock. Yes, it is. And it's called American Monster. Yes, oh, I've been meaning to read this. You should. Yes. I, I want to read this for next week. It is brutal. I did read it, and I was thinking about it being my in your travels. Yeah, very explicit, 
um, there's a scene with a um, enforced Mexican standoff. <laughs> That's where, some fucked up shit. Uh, oh man, it's rough. Uh, yes, um, it, it it your stomach will be in knots by the time you're done with this book, Jason. Yeah. When you read it, tell me if you get uh, an Elmore Leonard vibe. All right. Uh, if I didn't say so before, it's called American Monster Number One. Let's all read this for next week. Yeah, I'll wait for you guys to catch up next week. That's cool. Why? Has the second issue come? No, out? I just I read it. Oh, I've read it too. Jason is the dude playing. Catch-up. Well, we were also supposed to talk about Harrow County. I read that. We were. I read that. Waiting for. Yeah, I'll read- I figured Vince in one of the four things he discussed at, at length, it would be one of those would have been Harrow County. But <laughs> I'll read that for next week. <laughs> Richard. Oh my God! It's twice. Yeah, no, it's Trice. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of this Aftershock company? They got I'm a lot good of top things. Here. I, I, I must admit I haven't read very much from them, but I, I keep hearing that they've done a nice job. So, yeah, they, yeah. they have the uh, that new um, Palmiotti and and Connor book, which which the the, the art looked pretty spiffy. Um, she didn't draw it. It was uh, I, I forget the name of the artist at the moment, but that looked good. Strayer came out today. That's uh, a new Justin Jordan. Oh, that book. came out. Yeah, that was today's book. Yeah, I like the art on that by uh, Juan Gideon. Yes, yeah. So that, it's the uh, that, it, it's the sort of the Ghost Racers. To, well, not really. He Jordan, of course, wrote. No, he didn't. He didn't. He just art was by Trad Moore, who does um, Luther Strode. That was the Justin Jordan connection. But yes, I'm talking big names though. They, they seem to have um, attracted a bunch of big names to this company, like Amanda Connor, Justin Jordan, Garth Ennis, Brian Azzarello, Paul Jenkins. Right, Marguerite Bennett, and and on the art side, you, you know, Wando, Andy Clark, Jimmy Palmiotti. Super right? Zero, that's the name of the book. Yeah, Super Zero. Uh, uh, no, it's just I I think it. We need to keep an eye on these folks. Yeah, I mean, it could either be, um, it 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 could be something like, uh. Boom. I get it. Or it could be, you know, hopefully it's not something like, uh, techno comics. It, it looks like it, no. it, it, there, there are some, uh, some pretty talented people here. Uh, Raphael, uh, De La Torre is the artist on Super Zero, the Connor and Palmiati book. Okay. I'm getting a cross gen vibe. Are you? But in, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not seeing anything that, that tells me that the, uh, this world is connected. No, I don't mean in that. Okay. I mean, I mean in like the, the corralling of, of mid to top tier okay. comics creators. You know what I mean? I get you. And, and yeah. It, I mean, you have what looks like to be a, a World War Two uh, uh, air, air comic. Um, you got, yeah, Dreaming Eagles, you know, big yeah. stretch for guard. Right. Um, you know, replica, uh, strayer, super zero. What is that one? Um, insects with an X. Yeah, uh, S-E-X-T. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the, uh, Marguerite Bennett one. Yeah. yeah. It just, I'm, I'm intrigued and I need to, yeah, it's I need erotica, to right? Is it? Yeah, it's I heard. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting a, you know, odd that you can say that because I'm getting a real Georgia O'Keefe, uh, feel you from that. Georgia O'Keefe. Oh, I loathe George O'Keefe. I know, because I have George O'Keefe art all throughout my hallway, and you hate it. I do. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Hey, look, it's a flower. No, it's really a vagina. Exactly. I'm teaching my kids about anatomy early on. <laughs> We're sitting on the coffee table. 
Uh, yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it for next week. That's cool. That's cool. I like Theo. I mean, I read it weeks ago, so yeah, I'll take your time. Damn. That's cold. Wait, you, you read what weeks ago? Howard County. Yeah, no, I was talking about American Monster, though. Oh, so we're going to talk about both next week then? Yes. No, okay. no, he was just trying to put you down. No, I was trying to bring you down. Have, I know, so you turn. I'm up. just trying to build you both up. Oh, take the high road. Uh, in your travels, this is something funky that uh, I, I um, I figured I'd give this a shot. I, I haven't. I flipped through it. I, I I didn't sit down and really read it yet. It was uh, available on Comicsology. Um, did I get it for sale? I don't even fucking remember. It was. Uh, it's it's a script. By J.W. Rinsler. Art what? is gorgeously done by Mike Mayhew, who did the most recent issue of Star Wars, which is another chapter in Luke reading Ben's journal. I love Mike Mayhew. Uh, I do too. Uh, colors are by Rain Burrito. And this is called The Star Wars. It's based on the original rough draft screenplay by George Lucas. This is... This is Dark Horse. It was originally published by Dark Horse. Yeah. It's now published by Marvel as a, as, as, as a collected edition. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. It's an eight issue miniseries with a zero issue. Uh, but there's a, um, the, 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 the characters are not really the characters you're familiar with. Uh, there's, um, there's, there's. Yeah, because they're all in the Macquarie. Mold, they right? are, yes, yes, and you know, so you hear about Anakin, you hear about Star Killer, you hear it's, it's, you know, it's, it's the story that George came up with originally, and yes, and everybody right. looks like a Macquarie drawing. Uh, the, the, the crawl in, in the first issue until the recent Great Rebellion, the Jedi Bendu were the most feared warrior, feared warriors in the universe for one hundred thousand years. Generations of Jedi perfected their art as the personal bodyguards of the Empire. Of, I'm sorry, of the Emperor. They were the chief architects of the invincible Imperial Space Force, which expanded the Empire across the galaxy from the celestial equator to the farthest reaches of the Great Rift. Now these legendary warriors are all but extinct. One by one, they have been hunted down and destroyed as enemies of the new Empire, by a ferocious and sinister rival warrior sect, the Knights of Sith. Ah. So there's, there's a little bit, there's, the roots are there, the, the, the germ, and, and, uh, we, I, I'm, I'm going to read this to kind of see where, uh, what he kept, what he decided to run with, where, uh, and, and if it would be neat to have seen this story play out and, and and grow over the years, or if uh, if it was a good idea that we got what we got. What? No, I I can't talk about Lucas without shitting on him. Well, oh, come on. So I won't. Yeah, leave it be. Leave it be. Luck, intelligence, inertia, suck, suck, suck. That's how it goes. Anyway, uh, sorry. In your travels, uh, head on over to our good friends. And longtime podcasting brethren, the iFanboy crew, they celebrated this week their 10 millionth download. 
Damn. What? <laughs> so that's a pretty huge accomplishment. That's pretty awesome. It really is. So, Shit. So, I'm not even going to comment so on that. So congrats to them on that. That's awesome. Um, happy birthday to Uncle Frank Miller. Right? I, I thought you would say it. I just figured I'd save, I'd save your bacon because I know Frank's going to no. be upset with you if, if you don't. I was waiting till the end. Happy birthday, was... Kevin Mellon. I, yes. Oh, and there you go. That's a birthday I actually do care about. Happy birthday, Kevin Mellon. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> No, but see, it's okay that you should shit on my stuff, but I can't uh, shit on yours. And then, last but certainly not least, in your travels, please, please read Sam Wilson, Captain America, number five. Um, I have been unkind to Mr. Nick Spencer in times in the past. For real. But he is pleasing me thus far in this series. Um, and uh, listen, Nick is clearly much like myself. A huge fan of the Grunwald Cap era. Because. Who's not? Well, exactly. But as we enter this issue, Sam is a wolf, a werewolf. He has been <laughs> captured by the Serpent Society. Woot woot, woot woot, woot woot, woot woot. And we are brought back to, uh, Diamond Lil. No kidding. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, man, that makes me happy. And she yeah. is no longer, uh, needless to say, after she's been long since broken up with Cap, she is now the uh, fiancé and live-in lover of the Constrictor. And they've, <laughs> oh, and they've tried man. to go straight and narrow. And unfortunately, bad times okay. befall the Constrictor, which forces Diamond Lil back into her old ways. See, now that would prompt me to read the book. So I'm saying... Yeah, it was, I, I got some very crushing information because I reached out to Mr. Paul Renault, who's the artist. Ah, oh, shit. And said, I got, to, got to have the Serpent Society art, got to have it. Uh, unfortunately, they, uh, they, uh, print right off his pencils. Mm. Can't have it. Can't have it. So ask him for a, a, a PSD or a, a, a TIFF and That's just it. print it out and put it on your wall. Link it. Can't do it. Dude, I'll ink the shit out of that. Oh, that oh, he'll do. But he won't do it. You draw damn square, but yeah, I know. Uh, the uh, no, because the, the, I, the destination is clear when I ink someone else's. Got it. The the the, the swerve in uh, the fourth issue of of uh, Sam Wilson Captain America was was pretty telling. You could see it coming. It was it it, it was still kind of a. Of a disc. I don't know if I'm digging though, uh, Red Wing. No. What? Yeah, the new, the new, I, I'm, I'm cool the with the new, new Captain America. I don't know if I'm cool with the new Falcon. Oh, I dig it the most. Oh, I got oh, I gotta read the fifth issue. I'll find out, but I, I, uh, I am an issue behind. That Misty's looking good. They best be making with the trades. Too sweet so I can get on these things. Oh, it's going to happen. Oh, well, Marvel's good with the trades. You know, DC's gotten a lot better with the trades, too. They have. Much better. Mm-hmm. I am actually ordering DC trades. So, that says something. Swizzle sticks. No, really. That's great. I'm not, I don't hate DC. No, you just hate Marvel. I'm, no. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I can't, I can't even go there. <laughs> you know, I had a choice today. In uh, uh, between the Garth, uh, I believe was written by Garth Ennis, and the Goran Parlov, Punisher Max, or two volumes of Marvel Zombies. Marvel Zombies Return by Fred Van Lente and Marvel Supreme, which is this uh, 
with the with the squadron um supreme Got it. supreme uh, marvel zombie supreme i had a chance between both of them were roughly the same price what do you think i went with zombies yep <laughs> i mean you made the wrong choice but that's okay i'm such a creature of habit. Okay, i know right i heard good things about the goran parlov so good really oh, so good it was only 10 bucks oh bargain I'll get it next week. Yeah, it's good shit. Parlov knows what he's talking about. He's not good shit, Brody. And it was like ten or twelve issues too, for ten bucks. It's like hardcover. Why didn't I buy it? Well, because Marvel's on. Wow. That's how I roll. Mm-hmm. Fred Van Lente. Done. And uh, and last thing in your travels, congrats to AJ Styles on his his, his WWE debut. <laughs> and his role went over Jericho. I didn't even watch that. It was... Ratings are back up big. Are they really? Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. See? See? Oh, because of Triple H. Put the belt on him, ratings go up. I think the uh, the, the transit of properties at play here. Take the belt off Reigns, the ratings go up. Yeah, you're probably right. What are you talking about? Triple H is the new champ. What? What? I know, dad hates that because he hates Triple H, but... I don't. No bad. But but I, I but I think that right. I think it I think in this case it actually makes some sense. He's just a transitional champ. Yeah, no, it's I mean as what I said for the storyline, but they also they they've they've put themselves in this situation. They have no one to blame. They have everybody's hurt and they 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 drag their feet on some characters and then they end up screwing them over. They just don't follow through. So it really it it's it's the most logical progression for this storyline because this way Reigns can still have his WrestleMania moment. It 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 makes sense and it's 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 predictable and it's it's apparent. You can see what's coming. Uh Henry canceled his subscription. He'll come back in March in time for WrestleMania. But he wasn't he wasn't uh he wasn't thrilled with especially you know when you got Styles and 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 you had all these other dudes in the ring who would have if it's just going to be transit which Again, that would just hurt whoever has the belt just holding on to it until WrestleMania. But, you know, you had other people you could give the chance to instead of on your road to WrestleMania kind of just, I'm going to hold the belt up here above your head. No one can touch it. And, and it's, so I, I get why some people would be upset. I just see it as, as a, as a means to an end. I'm pretty tough on the WWE, but I have to say they're in a tough spot because, I mean, you know, five of their top six intended guys are out with major injuries. So yeah, that's yep. pretty tough. That's a tough spot. It is. Yeah. I will say one well, thing: J- they are signing the best wrestlers from all over the world. Triple H has convinced Vince to change his stripes in that regard. Yeah. Me, me, you. Yes, me. You. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm I have to say, Jason, mm-hmm. um, you discounted my opinions on something in the past. Oh shit. Yeah. And I, I have to admit, I have done a complete 180. Wait, what? Remember back, uh, oh geez, must be last year. I told you how much I hated Impractical Jokers. Yes, I do. And you were like, what? I know. I was like, come on, son. But your daughter loves it. I, I kind of love it. Thank you. I, I didn't get the guys. Like I, I didn't pick up on the chemistry initially. Oh, they're homies, man. Right. Well, once once you watch a stretch of of episodes, the, like us, you pick up on the bond these oh, guys have. Oh, they love each other. It's just giddiness. Yeah, 
And I, I, I'm, you know, if I was hard pressed to pick a favorite, I'd go with Q. Okay. But I think they're all great. I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, that show is such a, it really is a construct. Like clearly they just do stupid shit and then they, you know, they just edit it to make it seem like there's a contest. You know what I mean? Like, right. And they're all really funny in their oh, own way. Oh, for lens. sure. Like Joe is the obvious funny man. Joe is, is pretty fucking funny. Yeah, he's very funny. But, you know, Sal's funny in his own way. Um, Murr, I find him funny in, in a kind of queasy kind of. He's the weak link. Yeah, he is the weak link. I mean, no, not the weak no, link. He's, he's, he's just. He's, yeah. he's the less obvious funny right. to me. Yeah. He, yeah. He's subtle funny. Mm-hmm. But, but, um, Q and, and, uh, and Joe, oh man, they kill me. Yeah. So, yeah. I can't even look up. at Sal without laughing. Really? Yeah. I think Sal, I think Sal's funny, but I think he's with Murr in, in the, nah, like like when, bot- when, I, I love that Sal can't ever not laugh. Right. When, when he dies, when, when something, cra- I mean, when something cracks him up, yeah. And he like falls right. down, like he decides to like, I think it's just so funny. I don't know. Yeah. There, there's, there's tears of, of, yes, of, he uh, cries. He's laughing so hard. Right. Love it. But, but, but Joe is top tier. Like he is consistently funny all the time. That is true. Joe is, is a master. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and Q is, he's kind of subtle funny, but he's yeah. kind of overt funny. I think Q's my least favorite, to be honest. Really? really? I like Q. I like. I like Q's presence the most yeah. out of all the guys. But Sal, no, I'm with, I'm, I'm, I'm with Jason. No, I... Sal, you know what? I hate to say this. Sal reminds me of Sal. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of scares me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, that's a great show, man. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's only because of my kids watching Same it. Same here. I, I mean, haven't... Colin was watching it. I just started watching it with him, but. Some of the things are ridiculous. I'd have a chat with him though. He was, so he's been watching college humor videos like, uh-huh. with the other boys. <laughs> I'm like, that's not good. Oh, no, yes it is. That's fine. I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's, I mean, it's kind of not. I'm like, can what? you use your head a little bit here? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, your little brother's seven. My son is is uh consumed by the YouTube, but he watches the YouTube videos of guys commenting on video games. Uh-huh. I, isn't that the craziest thing? And they throw the f word around like crazy, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, your mother's in the next room. Have a little bit of decorum. Like, she can hear what you're listening to. He's like, I don't care. I'm not saying it. No, but you're listening to it. You're gonna get shit. Like. Yeah. Make, make your life easier, you know? Dude, they don't get exactly. it. They don't get it. There's a, there's battles brewing in the household because Colin's coming to see Deadpool with me, but Jackson is not, he's having trouble understanding why he's not allowed to. Mm. Oh, you did decide. Okay. Yeah, it's more like the wife decided to be honest. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And it works. That works. Yeah. Though. Yeah. I would, I would let her decide anything for me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> I gotta be honest. You walk off the bridge, okay? I'm gonna get this goodness. Hey everybody, thank you for being here uh, with us. If you would be so kind, please leave us an iTunes review or a review at any of the uh, outlets uh, at with uh, with which you listen to our our, our beautiful. Or join our uh, Facebook page. Yes, you can join our Facebook page. You can join our um, forum at uh, eleven o'clock comics dot com. 
at Twitter. Twitter. I'm at I'm at Vince Bond. Well, you're Jason. Yeah, you have a you have a Twitter handle. Oh, jeez, you're not going down there. <laughs> I'm at J um, B Wood J A Y B W O O D. And David is at the respectable David A. Price. We we are on one of these outlets at any time during the day. Chances are good Facebook. Sure. But or you can also hashtag not, EOC or hashtag eleven o'clock comics also. Yes. We're there what what I'm trying to say is we're there for you. We're we always are omnipresent. Yes, we're always aware. We are the watcher. We are Uatu looking at you. And damn you're sexy. So come back with us next week. We'll be here. And in the meantime, say goodnight. David. Good night. David. Damn, you're good. Oh, it's seriously. Good. It's so good. No, seriously, he is good. I think he actually counts it. That's hot. He's like the guy that no one wants to see in Vegas. He's got that stopwatch going. <laughs> He's counting the damn cards. Yep. Dude, speaking of, I just found out today that I'm going to be on a plane to Mexico City for business during Super Bowl. Oh, <gasps> my God. I love Mexico City. Cool. I would. He's like, what? Oh, but it's the, it's his fucking Christmas. And you're like, that's awesome. You're going to Mexico City. Yeah, the worst fucking day that I would ever want to go. No, dude, you can buy art in Mexico City. For yeah, like he can buy art any day. Cheap. Any day when no, he goes no, down no, no, to no. Mexico City. He can only he watch can Super watch, Bowl at one He can time. watch the damn game when he gets home. Yeah, dude, yeah. that'll be. <laughs> it's a live event, dude. <laughs> Whatever, get it on your phone. Buy some art, Mexico City. That it's vibe. It's a vibrant culture. You need to be there. So, how long are you going to be? You flying there on a Sunday? Yeah. You got meetings Monday. Correct. And then when you're you're back Tuesday, Wednesday night. Oh man. All right, we can switch if you want. Dude, if I could put, I would gladly switch with you. Can I come home to like (laughs) Kinalon? You got to fly in and go to the office. Fuck that. Uh, I come home. Slide into bed. Slide into bed. Oh, man. Partition, man. We got a king size bed. Getting, I'm getting out. Cat, cat partition. <laughs> you got the stirrups and stuff in the bed? Dude. Oh, yeah, son. Jeez. Well, they're my children. So fine. So fine. I can't front. She's a beautiful woman. She's in this, uh, all, all these women of, of my town are in this like fitness contest together. Oh, stop. Stop. And, uh. Stop. She wears Spanx. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's like a really ridiculous premise because it's 12 weeks and there's two categories. One is percentage of body weight loss and the other one is like points for doing different things like miles walked, calorie burn, that sort of thing. So. Like, she's so behind the eight ball on the weight loss because she's thin already. Like, it's not like... What does she need to lose? Well, no, that's the point. Like, she's there's oh. no chance mathematically for her to win that. Like, there's literally no chance. So she's trying to win the points is her thing, I guess. Good for her. Yeah. What are some of the What are some of the events? No, it's help not like out. events. It's like, it's like um, X number of calories or less a day. Like... Uh, X number of steps a day, X number of, of, of minutes or hours working out at different types of categories, like, you know, stuff like that. Like, you call me. Yeah. How about me? <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> Come back next week, please.
We've got, we'll got a surprise here. for you all next week. What's that? Well, it wouldn't be a surprise if you told us. Right. right. Shouldn't be a surprise to you, buddy, but <laughs> I'm in more for Which our listeners. One, who are you talking to? You. Me. Right. It shouldn't be a surprise for you. It should be a you surprise said, for our listeners. You said buddy. <laughs> so I, thought, I thought you were talking about no. no, you're my man. You're my man. He's my boo. <sighs> oh, the knife goes in and the little twist at the end. Poetic. Oh, a carumba. I know. We love you so much. Be here next week. We'll be here waiting for you. And as always, say goodnight, David. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Felicia. Aw. Mercedes girl.
the cat. They kiss the goat. And if you don't like our show here, you can kiss our base note. So 